What's going on? Hey, give me a round of applause. Hey, what's going on, everybody? It is Coach Greg Adams back in here with another YouTube live stream. Shout out to the Coach Gang for being in here, being involved, and being active on this YouTube channel. And welcome to the Wake Up Show, part of the Free Agent Lifestyle Podcast here on the Free Agent Lifestyle Channel. And this is the Blue Chip Mindset Series. I got money. All right, this is episode 39, 39 of the Blue Chip Mindset Series which started off, I think, once a month, but now it's been once a week. Every Wednesday, we get our mind on our money and our money on our mind. We get you guys pointed in the right direction. Not everybody's going to be millionaires. However, we can be thousandaires together, right? Shout out to everybody. Yes, I'm sorry. No, no. We'll, we'll, we'll be thousandaires together. But anyway, man, Um, if anything, we guys give you um an update on what's going on in the world of economics, getting your mindset going in the right direction, uh, noticing where things are going, trending. Uh, we got a lot of things that are impacting the markets, the housing market, the financial market, the sectors that we want you guys to be aware of. And we also have things going on uh, economically with inflation. We have women struggling, uh, colleges back in. So I'm seeing the influx of new freshmen and sophomores, definitely freshman orientation going on at CGA's house. Um, you know, listen, I'll be putting these, I'll be putting these junior college girls, uh, 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 what, what are you majoring in? salami smuggling yes oh yes all right that's gonna cost you or it's gonna cost me all right you know, how much your books all right so we got that going on um and uh what a world we're living in um as you guys know we'll talk about the student loan debt situation on how americans are getting duped once again once again and you're talking to a guy that has had student loan debt and um you know went to school and i got my master's degree all right but all of this is going to be uh lead us into a, a cesspool of you know I, I can't even describe it i mean the the mindset it's it's more victim mindset narrative that i don't want you to latch on to when it comes to the student loan debt i know some people will disagree with this but um it's more victim mindset that really you guys are being hoodwinked again bamboozled again you're being bamboozled the people who are going to be severely impacted by this is the taxpayer and the people who already have the student loan debt you goofballs. All right. But listen, I think people think emotionally and they don't see themselves. They don't see the long term and long range consequences of emotional thinking. OK, yet again. But it is. But it is what it is. All right. So uh, today, do me a favor. Hit the like button. Hit the like button in the building, man. Hey, this is the Blue Chip Mindset series. Uh, people want to know what the Blue Chip Mindset series is. And I normally show you a series of slides. We will talk about dating and relationships, how it impacts men. But this show. Um, is primarily leading to men who have the uh, the mindset of putting themselves and or their offspring or family members in a better situation. Most people who are associated with blue chip, blue, blue blooded, blue chip secret society, if you will, they plan their lives out, right? Family planning. They plan their lives out and they get their offspring on board in the direction that they want to go. Of course, there's a little bit of rebellion here and there, but they're really focused primarily on putting themselves in a better position long term. The, the term the term blue chip or the phrase blue chip has been in our lexicon forever and i normally show you slides but blue chip recruits blue chip colleges blue chip uh stocks blue chip in gambling was the highest value chip at one particular point so when i adopted that phrase when i adopted that phrase it came from that and i i i basically put it into the the lexicon here of the manosphere of the mindset many people need to have for the long term goal cuz we in it for the long term guys we in it for the long term financially. So do me a favor. Uh, dollar sign CGA Live is how you contribute early to this show. 
uh, uh, Venmo is Coach Greg Adams TV. I got to read it right off the screen. All right, get myself a buzzer. <laughs> All right, uh, uh, Coach Greg Adams TV is on Venmo. And then on PayPal, of course, I done forgot again. All right, I done forgot again. Boy, I'll give myself an L. I'm going to have to type it in one more time. Morning, everybody. Man, I appreciate y'all for being here. Do me a favor, hit that like button. PayPal.me backslash Coach Greg Adams. All right, that's what it is. All right, that's... um. That's what the link is right there. I thought I, I thought I did it, but I didn't. Five ways you should avoid fumbling the bag, effing up your money. Gentlemen, this was the information that people probably told me when I was younger, but I didn't pay attention. Or they probably tried to tell me, hey, man, you might want to do it the harder way now so it can be easier a little bit later. It might have been information that was kept from us because we were too busy chasing that tail. But we're going to give you five ways, five ways men should avoid Fumbling the bag, effing up their money because everybody wants some money. Everybody needs some money. And when you don't have money, you tend to adopt the victim's narrative. So I don't like victimhood uh, type of thinking. I always want to come to some sort of solution, even though the solution might not be something that you would uh, sign, co-sign on. You're like, well, that's not a solution that I like. Too bad. <laughs> All right. All right. It's the solution for me. And I'm going to put this into, I'm going to put this, I'm going to talk about this later. How much does peace of mind cost? Okay, think about this. And shout out to Leaf yesterday, but, uh, oh, okay. How much is peace of mind worth? I want you to think about that. How much is peace of mind worth? See, one of the things that we don't have, that most Americans don't have, and we live in one of the greatest countries ever, we live under one of the greatest economic or uh, financial structures of capitalism. I, I mean, I'm a capitalist 100%. I don't believe in handouts that, at, for the most part, there, there's, there's times where hands out, hands out, handouts are needed. But um, when it comes to this, I think most Americans have never had peace of mind. And you don't even know what to do with peace of mind. You don't even know what to do with it. Many of you have lived under the stress of financial constraints, poverty, ghettoism. You guys have lived in war zones all your life. Just going to the bus stop seems to be a chore. It's like a, it's like a game of survival, like playing Frogger or something like that. Many of you have lived under um, terroristic threats in, within their own home, emotional terrorism, if you will. Many of you guys have lived under the constraints of relationships, thinking that that, you know, it's you're supposed to just pair off and uh, live on live with the miserable woman. Remember that biblical quote? It is better to live on the roof, on a rooftop than dwell in the house of, uh, with a miserable, honorary, emotional woman. It says something like that. Dwell, so so people have thought, hey, I'm supposed to do this. And then ultimately you were in misery. You didn't even have peace of mind. You couldn't even. You can't even enjoy coming home. How about debt? Debt itself does not give you peace of mind. All right. So financial uh, decisions are one thing, but debt is another thing. Many people live with uh, an, an obscene amount of debt, and that's never going to give you peace of mind. And uh, of course, we're going to say people are depressed, anxious, and stressed out. And I always say it's a symptom of something. What it is ultimately is a symptom that people don't have a peace of mind. And I tell you 100%, a peace of mind is priceless. 
that's what you're aiming to get. I wrote my book, The Free Agent Lifestyle, Peace, Quiet, and Freedom. That's what the men's recipe for the men's guide to success is, peace, quiet, and freedom. That's what we ultimately want. And then we, on the end of it, we want a couple pieces of peace leave. But if it doesn't bring us peace, quiet, and freedom, what's the point? Sometimes giving up a little bit of money up front is worth all the peace of mind on the back end. And I try to teach people these concepts, but some people are stuck in some pimp movie. <laughs> some men are stuck somewhere in 1976 in some pimp movie where these street rules apply. And overwhelmingly, the people who are involved in these movies don't have any semblance of pieces of mind. I mean, peace of mind is not even an option for these individuals. And so you bring on these street concepts and then you apply it to real life situations and it just doesn't pan out. You apply it to high economic status men and it doesn't pan out when you bring this street lexicon and these street cultures of this pimpism and playerism, which is low budget, uh, lack, lack of long-term success mindset. All right, when you apply anything pimp or player to anything to your life, you are you are overwhelmingly talking about lack of success, primarily for 99% of the people who apply that mindset. <laughs> like what? Not many pimps become president. Not many players become very successful, high achieving blue chip stock CEOs. Never. Not many players retire at the top of their game. Most of them start accumulating L's. And so I don't adopt that street mindset. I'm not anything street in that. You know, the funny thing is I've never claimed to be anything street. I never tried to win you over and say, I grew up in the hood. I grew up in some rough areas in my life, but I don't define myself as that because that is a part of my life that I'd never wish to go back to. And it's never a part of my life that I think is very impressive in the long term. And so, of course, people call me Uncle Tom as a, as a result of that, but it is what it is. I'm like, that part of life was a, not a part of my life that I literally, I didn't enjoy it. I never want to go back to it. And I don't even care about what's going on there at that particular moment. I ain't going back. <laughs> I don't care what they're doing over there. They. So this is a mindset that not a lot of people have. And of course, not a lot of people of color. It's tough of men of color to see a man talk like this because you think I'm brow reading you about brow beating you and talking down to you. I'm coming to a point where I'm telling you, I've seen the other side. Remember when Martin Luther King said, I've seen the mountaintop. Remember when Martin Luther King, I've been to the mountaintop. Well, ladies and gentlemen in society, I have been to a mountaintop. I've seen how people can live in this life. I've seen what people are willing to do to get a peace of mind. And then I go back to people who are struggling and they're, and they're talking about pimping and tricking and players and all of this shit. And I'm like, that's why you're losing. Yeah, we're going to give you five ways why you're losing the mindset of men, of why you're messing up your money. All right, I always reflect back to the, and I'm going to get to the earlier contributors, that song by Scarface. Of course, now I'm going to bring up my hip-hop uh, knowledge here. That song by Scarface, Money and the Power, they have a couple of good, he have a good couple of good hooks in there. And of course, he's talking about drug selling, which I don't encourage. But he says, look, he says, um, in the, I think it's in the third verse where he has his cousin, Lee, who comes from New Jersey, and he comes to help him with his drug operation in Houston. <laughs> All right. 
And so he's helping him with this drug operation in Houston. And um, but he says, chicks, he says the B word, britches run his life and they're still running Lee. I get, I bet he doesn't realize his chick is effing me. It really doesn't matter because I would never tell a lot of things you street guys need to understand. I would never tell. You guys kiss and tell all the time. It really doesn't matter because I will never tell. He can stay broke, but I got dope to sell. Mm. Now, of course, I'm not encouraging you guys to sell dope. But what he's saying is my mind is not on these britches. My mind is not on these chicks. As a matter of fact, because my mind isn't on it, I get it easily. That comes easily. Some of your some of your worst financial positions have been coming as opposed uh, as a choice of you chasing women, as opposed to you getting the bag first and the women chasing you. It really doesn't matter because I can never tell. He could stay broke, but I got dope to sell. So I'm on my mission. I'm on my mission, and you are chasing chicks. And they're running your life. He says chicks ran his life, and they're still running Lee. Remember when I came on here the other day, and I said one of the worst things a man over 35 could be is trying to be a player. I'm like, you trying to be a player, a Mac, and you're like, I got it, and I'm still getting these hoes. What? It's absolutely mind-boggling. For a money, for a person like me, it's absolutely mind-boggling. I mean, it boggles the mind. I'll be like, cartoon. Anyway, let's get to this uh, cash apps in here. Uh, yeah, kissing and telling. You know, every now and then, you know, I talk about the junior college and whatnot, you know. Oh, I lost my headphones here. I don't know what I'm saying now. I normally like to hear myself talk. <laughs> but uh, I don't have any ears, as they say. So we're going to get some ears going on here. You guys know I have a permanent dent in my head from these headphones. <laughs> Four years wearing these day after day. I got a permanent dent in my head. See, this is the things that I do for you. <laughs> I, I just have to adjust it so I can put the dent somewhere else. Uh-oh, Nicole says she'll fix that dent. <laughs> Nicole says she'll fix that dent. Look at her. Is that a sister? Sister said, I'll fix it. Shout out to the Ten Toes Up gang. Nicole is the leader today. All right. I see you out here. All right. Where's she at? All right. Mr. Potato Head. All right. Oh, that's who it is. Oh, you could you commented from a you commented from a different page today. All right. I see you. All right. All right. That's our girl Coochie Coochie. <laughs> all right. Anyway, I I do this for you. I do this for you. What we won't do for love. All right, so let me get to the early contributors to today's show. And thank you for the contributions, man. I really, really, really appreciate that. We got, um, we got, uh, oh, this is uh, Shamari. It's, hold on for a second. Who is this? Oh, this is, uh, not wrong name. Shel, is it Shelby? Shelby. Is, are these women donating? What the hell? What the women doing today? I we got, got Nicole, Shamari, Shelby. What the hell is going on here? Uh, Shelby says, 
Good show on post nut clarity. All right, shout out to you. Uh, shout out to you on you. I got money. You guys got to get your post nut clarity going. All right, and listen, and don't think that when I preach about post nut clarity, I'm not a victim. All right, I'm not a victim. I am definitely a victim. All right, they trying to trap me out here. I see, and the key, boy, the sisters are showing up today. I see. We got all the women in the house. We got the bisexuals, the lesbians. We got the women. We got the, we got a couple of women here. We got sisters. We're all victims of posting the clarities, guys. I'm a man. All right. I'm not a preacher telling you to not do these things and, and saying I'm not operating in sin myself. I'm a sinner. I am definitely a sinner. All right. So anyway, what do we got here? Uh, Raul says Mysterio, Ray Mysterio versus Eddie Guerrero for custody of his son was wild. I think I remember that. I wasn't watching WWE at that time. And that whole era where JBL, Eddie Guerrero, Chris, Chris Benoit, when he was a champion, I, I really wasn't tuning in. So um, I actually took a break from WWE at that point. But uh, isn't that weird? Um, anyway, shout out to Moose Hefner. He says, damn, y'all broke up. Nah, she broke. I'm up. All right. Shout out to you. Yes, she broke. I'm up. One of these days, I'll pay dearly for that. But uh, shout out to Simon Small. Yes, indeed. Back in the building. SL Pro Services is in here. My man, Fast Money, Teddy says, wasted my 20s and 30s. 40 plus is looking good, though. Thank you for that. We'll give you a co-sponsorship for that. And uh, there goes that quote that we were talking about the other day that a lot of men, including myself, promote the idea that it gets better when you're getting older and it gets easier. And of course, we have less testosterone and we have less interest. We have life to deal with and uh, we grow up mentally. And so a lot of times, you know, we tell men it gets better when you're getting older. But what we do have to acknowledge is that we did chase ass when we were younger. We were chasing tail like uh, Peter Cottontail and we were chasing tail. And so that prohibited us from becoming what we should have came become. We could have become it earlier. All right, we're going to talk about this, how you fumble the bag in your 20s and 30s. Listen to these damn dating coaches, man. These dating coaches be shuffling. I don't watch them, but every now and then I'll see a clip of somebody else breaking them down, critiquing them. And they be like, yeah, but see, but see, what you got to do is, see, what I do is, see, I got a plan. I got a plan for all of y'all, man. See, it shouldn't be that hard. It shouldn't be that hard. You shouldn't have to go get a passport. You shouldn't have to go over there and do, do the monk mode. Nah, man, see, what you do is, you see them shuffling. Nah, man, see, man, see, I don't understand, man. See, this is what's wrong with y'all, man. Y'all ain't got no game. See, first of all, see, what you got to do is, what you got to do is you got to invest in one of my calls and you got to get my coaching plan. And then you get my coaching plan and you had all the peak sleeve you want. It'll be drip, drip, dripping like a faucet right on next to you, man. She be leaking right here. See, what you need to do is <laughs> you're like, oh, my God. Them PUA ninjas, ace, um, uh, black men, stop listening to these people. I'm just letting you know. These people are not getting it like they're saying. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm messing up their bag, so I'm, I don't want to mess up their bag. I don't want to knock their hustle. I'm not knocking their hustle. See, what you have to do is, see, what I'm trying to tell y'all is y'all y'all what y'all need to do, man. See, what y'all is, see, what? <laughs> All right. People always never know what PUA is when we're talking about it. It's a pickup artist. 
See, man, y'all scared of these chicks, man. I don't even know why y'all scared. See, why y'all scared? See, what y'all need to do is. <laughs> do I sound like them? All right, anyway. Uh, we got a last one. Zero Bank Credit says uh, peace leave last hours, wealth a lifetime. Peace leave, it comes and goes, guys. When you have the, when the one thing you'll figure out, and I know there's different struggles for different guys with different women and all of that stuff. But uh, once you figure out the the true worth of peace leave, you know, it's nice. Ladies, it's nice. It runs the world and all of that stuff. I mean, listen, I, I, I cannot say it doesn't. You know, it has an impact. But again, with Pulsing Up Clarity, you realize you waste. After you, but you realize what you've wasted. You're like, God dang, I can't believe I wasted that. So eventually, what you'll find out is it only lasts for a, it only lasts for a couple of minutes, maybe an hour. Okay, if she's really aggressive and whatever she wants to be on her knees for 20 minutes, maybe. But 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 let's just get this clear. Wealth lasts a lifetime. You have to be here forever. The feeling you get from it, it goes away. Matter of fact, you won't even remember. <laughs> you know, you wish you could just jump outside your body and actually be in the moment, but you're not even in the moment because you're thinking of all of this stuff and you thinking of this and you in your Hulk stage and you don't even know who you are, all the blood rushed out of your head. Then after it's over, you come to your senses. Literally, you staring at the ceiling. You don't even remember what, what it felt like just a couple of minutes ago. <laughs> you know, it felt good. But you couldn't even enjoy the moment most of the time. That's the one of the things I came to an epiphany I've had. I was like, I really don't even remember enjoying the moment too much. Like, I know I was. But I really don't remember. Because <laughs> mm. I was in some or I was outside beside of myself. Oh my goodness. Shout out to uh, Albert Ingram. He says the money mindset live streams is what really helped changed my life as a young black man. He says, I really appreciate uh, you for this one. Can't thank you enough. Much love and respect. Shout out to you, young black men listening in here. We had, um, uh, and then last th last two, no government name says hashtag blue chip mindset. Thank you, coach. Yes, indeed. Last one, Eddie says, I spent over, he says, I spent one year in 10 grand on peace leave. He says, my salary is 73K in IT and I have 19K in my bank account. I'm 25. Is it too late for me or do I still have my uh, to get my life? Do I still have time to get my life in order? Well, the beautiful thing is most men really don't start saving until the age of 25. And that's not even most men. I would say some men, the majority of men who do have savings, most men don't have savings, you know, to speak of. And oh, certainly most women don't have savings. But the men who start to save on their way to wealth at 25, which you have 20K, almost 20K in your bank account. I almost can guarantee you there's not many men who are 25 with 20K in their bank account, right? There's not that many men at all. With that being said, you are just getting started, sir. You're just getting started. So at 25, when you understand the, the benefits of compound interest, most compound interest starts will tell you, charts will tell you, you know, if you start at 25, what your wealth will be at 65. If you start with this idea of saving even $200, $250 a month or 20% of your income. So these are the things that you should start doing. 25, you're just getting started. So fantastic with that. And and people are wondering how he spent $10,000 on peace leave. Guys, it's very easy. Most of you guys do this. 
and we'll show you this. All right, so uh, let's get the, to today's show. Uh, we're going to start off on this student loan debt. Okay, student loan debt. As you guys have heard in the news, Joe Biden and them. Where's Joe Biden? Are you a freshman at the university? No, no. <laughs> you look like no. a freshman. <laughs> okay, so um, as you guys have heard recently, those who are educated, so-called educated, are clamoring at Joe Biden and the Democratic Party because they did run on a platform. Not Joe Biden did it, but the Democratic platform in the 2020 uh, election was certainly the student loan debt. If you've seen my intro on the student loan debt with Elizabeth Warren and uh, Bernie Sanders, these people overwhelmingly ran on the platform to try to cancel student loan debt. And so the education department right here in, in, in conjunction with Joe Biden, they're about to reveal a plan, which is not a surprise. Everybody kind of knew that this is what it was, that, that they were going to do a $10,000 relief of student loan debt, right? They were going to do this $10,000 relief, and they were going to extend the pause of the student loan debt payment program, which has been paused since somewhere in May of 2020. So we've gone two years. There's been no interest um, on these accounts, and this would have been a great opportunity for people to pay down that debt since there's no interest accruing. But of course, the knuckle draggers and the ham and eggers did not do any of that. All right. Instead, they hinged, they hedged their bet on somehow the student loan debt disappearing. Now, I don't know how much of a Neanderthal you would have to be to understand that that's never going to happen. Okay. Not even your boy Joe Biden even erased the student loan debt. There's some, there's some things that tell you the government makes money off of student loan debt and it also costs the government student loan debt. However, these normies, these missing links thought that this person was going to cancel the student loan debt. It's not going to happen. Number one, this is a great moneymaker for the government, despite the fact that you're going to see articles that say otherwise. Not only that, it keeps you in a servitude position. It keeps you working. And it also uh, keeps you in a position of need. Okay, it's a great bargaining chip for an election. As a matter of fact, you know that there's a midterm elections coming. And of course, this this, this student loan debt pausing in relief of $10,000, which will come as a relief for some. This is something that the Democrats can ride on and say, hey, you should do us, you know, do us a solid and go ahead and vote for Biden when we get into this midterm or at least vote for the people who support this student loan debt relief. But of course, but of course, she got some people who are dumbasses when it comes to this and they don't realize you're being hoodwinked and bamboozled yet again. Let's go ahead and break it down. I mean, I I've been talking about this student loan debt issue. For more than three years, okay, and I've been talking about it. This relating to debt, uh, related to relationships, marriage, and so forth and so on. When you look at the student loan debt, um, I'm not Johnny. I'm not a Johnny come lately on this one. Look at my book, The Evolution. I broke this down. Okay, let's go ahead and plump up this chart. Um, here's the U.S. student loan debt by gender, and this is an older chart, but the 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 amount of student loan debt held by women. Here is almost at 67%. Okay. 67%. Approaching 70%. So women have over $1 trillion of the $1.6 or $1.7 trillion student loan debt deficit. To me, this is a gender issue. Sure, there are some men with student loan debt, but this is overwhelmingly a gender issue. And I would say as much as if this was a male chart, if the male was 66, 67%. Nobody will be talking about debt relief. No one. So this is a direct um, failure 
a chart of failure of feminism, if you will, because these women were told to go to college. And of course, now they're struggling and have no way to pay back the money. This is what happens when you make financial deals with women. They are not going to honor it. They have no intentions of paying this debt, but they took the debt. Do you want to hear another scary number? You want to hear another scary number? 40% of the people who have student loan debt don't even have the degree to go with it. Absolute knuckle draggers out here. These oxygen thieves are out here. Where's Thanos when I need them? These people out here fell for this goofy plan. You guys went to ITT Tech. You guys got your useless degree. You're running around here when you have degree choice and then overwhelmingly chose degrees to accumulate almost six figures in debt for non um, for non-significant degrees and you're still out here failing. Nobody wants to put the failure on feminism at all, but I did in my book, The Evolution. And here we are. This is where we are. So overwhelmingly, like I said, because there's always this one monkey simp that will come here. Well, this isn't a gender issue. Yes, this is a gender issue. Overwhelmingly, because I said, are they trying to cancel child support? Nope. 85% of men own owe child support. Are they trying to cancel that? Nope. No, they're not. And you know why they're not trying to cancel it, because you got the child support. All right. Same thing as this one. If 70% of men had the student loan debt, there would be no conversation of canceling it. Zero. Let's go back to this chart. What about student loan debt among the races? Look at this. This is how despicable this is. So the black woman always says we're the most educated, but you're also the one more saddled down with student loan debt. You have the highest average student loan debt amount. And so when you hear these things, I'm ever educated. I'm the highest educated. We're the most educated. We got the most degrees compared to black men. You also got the most debt. You're bringing in the most debt. And I'm going to tell you, this is a generous number. This is an average. Most of these people have 50, 60, 80, 120, $150,000 in debt. Okay, then you go down. There's the white woman, the Hispanic woman, and the Asian woman right here. And then you wonder why these women, why are these men picking these women? Well, they're less of a burden. That, let's start there. They're less of a burden. Now, they still have the debt, but many a times, these this one right over here, this Ling Ling in them, she at least is a doctor on the side. I'm glad I brought up that point. Do you guys realize that the people who are going to get this debt relief are overwhelmingly going to be the wealthy? The wealthy class is going to benefit from this the most? Now, I know you're going to tell me, no, no, no. It said the people who make $120,000 or less is going to get the $10,000 of student loan debt. Oh, man, you knuckle dragger. How many times are you going to get hoodwinked and bamboozled? Didn't Malcolm X tell you? Didn't Malcolm X tell you you're going to get hoodwinked and bamboozled? All right. Let's go back here. Uh, let's see if I can find that chart. Uh, for giving $10,000 in student loan debt could cost the U.S. $300 billion. Well, how do you say that? Well, first of all, I think it's egregious. I think it's absolutely ignorant. I'm sorry, ignorant, arrogant of a person. Okay, I think it's absolutely arrogant of a person to tell me you took out the debt. You don't want to pay it. That the taxpayers should pay it. Right. And you should get some sort of relief. I think it's absolutely insane and arrogant to say so, because this is why. And this is the topic of the student loan debt. This is absolutely why I think it's insane and arrogant. First of all, it doesn't take into account. It does not take into account the individuals who did not choose to go to college because they couldn't afford it. If I said to myself, and I had knowledge pr prior to say, 
at some point, I'll take the loans out. They're going to cancel it 40 years in the future. And I went to college on that, and I just rolled out and let the interest pile up. And then I said, well, they're going to cancel it anyway. I would have got my degree, and I would have directly benefited. But I didn't go to college. I decided college, yeah, I'm not going to pay for it. I'm not going to work for it. My family can't afford it. Nobody, nobody has a blue chip mindset. Your family didn't save for the money, so I can't go to college. So I'm going to go to tra uh, trade school. I'm going to go get a tech degree. I'm going to go get a certification. I'm going to go get a blue chip, uh, a, a blue chip, a blue collar job. And I did that and I missed out on the ability to get my debt waived. How unfair is that? That's number one. So these arrogant people who went and took the loan money out as I did myself and I paid it back. Um, these arrogant people are now saying, well, the government should pay it back. Well, wait a minute. I could have had a degree too. I, I could have had a degree. But I didn't because I was financially responsible. I did the right thing. What about these people? What about the people who paid for their kids to go to college? I work hard. I save money for my kids to go to college. I pay off their debt. Do I get any money back? I don't get no money back. Wait, hold up. So these people are here trying to politic to get their whole debt waived or at least $10,000. Do I get $10,000 back? Nope. I don't get no money back. Not only that, I got to pay through taxes for you jackasses to get the $10,000 waived or the rest of your college debt waived. Now I got to pay a higher tax rate because I'm here plugging away. I paid for my kids' college. Now I got to pay your debt off too? This is what, this is the despicable nature of the people. This is why I call it a handout. This is a handout because I'm going to be affected because I chose not to do this or I chose to pay for my kids' college or... I chose to work my way through college instead of getting my loan and Pell Grant money and going to party and drink and taking trips to New Orleans and um, Daytona Beach and Lake Havasu. See, I worked my way through college. Now, I worked my way through college and paid off my, my, my college tuition or some women paid off their top college tuition by getting sugar daddies. What about the women who got sugar daddies to pay their way through college and they had to pay and getting piped down by 60 year old men. What about these women? Do they get their peace leaves back in shape? Oh, forget it. Nobody else going to count that body count. You have to sleep with all those old men. You see what I'm talking about? This is why it's egregious. I don't agree with it. Do I agree? It's predatory. Yes, but I agree that you guys are not you guys that are listening. The most of the people in the world are oxygen thieves. And they don't see themselves doing stupid things like compiling six figures in debt over four years, the first four years of their adult life. They don't see how stupid that is. Not only that, these baby boomers overwhelmingly failed you as parents because they told you to go to college and they told you a mind is a terrible thing to waste, but they didn't have no money to pay for your college. You see what I'm talking about? So you're penalizing people for doing the right thing. You're penalizing people for paying up front. You're penalized from you're penalizing people. What about the people who paid all their student loan back? What about the people who paid all the student loan back? Like I graduated from college, 20 years, I put in the work, I paid all of the I paid it all back. I got my certificate, I got my disillusion agreement, I paid it back, and here your ass comes putting your hand out. Well, this is I ain't paying mine back. See, this is the mindset that keeps trapping Americans. And you guys don't realize 
this is going to penalize you. Sure, you got $10,000 back, but it's going to cost us $300 billion in tax. Now, the, 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 the sad story is most people are going to say, I don't care. <laughs> most Americans are going to say, I don't care. It ain't my bad. At least I don't have the debt no more. But we're paying higher taxes. Inflation is going to go up. All right, it's going to impact us. The ability for people to actually have good financial sound principles are going to go away because people are going to say, well, why should I have sound principles when I could just go complain to the government to pay it off? And then you got a worthless degree on stock on top of it. I tell you, man, <laughs> tell you, somebody wants me to run the screen, uh, disclaimer. I know this is hardcore. Uh, this is hardcore thinking. But people don't think like this. Let me see if I can pull up uh, something else. Another article here related to this. Related to this. All right. So we got the gender right here. I tell you, this is a failure. Of, this is one of the biggest failures of feminism. Right here, this is living proof that feminism is absolutely catastrophe for women. It actually shows you, you were now going to be hooked to the government. You're desperate to the government. You're saying, I don't need no man. You're sleeping with men for money. And not only that, you're begging the government, government, daddy, help me, help me, help me get in financial position. But you don't need no man. A lot of people are out here for um, uh, faking normal, like they're making it and they're not, especially if they went to college. They're all struggling with this one. Let's show you the, um, let me see here. I got to pull this up. Sorry, I'm going to stop share screen for a second because I got to find the article where it says it's overwhelmingly going to um, going to impact negatively. Let's see here. Oh, shoot. Can't find it. Why can't I find it? Maybe I deleted it. I possibly have deleted it. Oh, here it is. Um, I found it. Here's the headline here. All right, here it is at the Government Accountability Office. New, 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 new world order. <laughs> uh, reveals the federal student loan program cost taxpayers $311 billion as Biden prepares to spend hundreds of billions in loan cancellation for the wealthy. Oh, y'all going to be mad at this. Y'all going to be bad at this. It's who's going to benefit from it. Not the poor people. Not you poor people who got degrees in psychology. Not you poor women that got degrees in human resource studies. All right. It's going to be the wealthy people who benefit from this, despite the fact that you think it's the people who make under $125,000 that will be penalized here. Let's read some of these headlines here. Oh, you guys can't see it because it's in gray. I don't know why they put this website writing in gray. Let's put this up here. Um, when you talk about, you know, of course, Democrats, I'm really hard on Democrats. Like, I've most of their philosophy is jacked up to me. Republicans, yeah, they're jacked up too. But the Democrats are really, really, um, they're really, really swindlers. They they help. Man, they're swindlers like hell. Because I think what happens with the Democrats, why they get a negative rap for me, is because the Republicans are pretty upfront that they don't care about nobody but themselves. Like. <laughs> Right, they're pretty upfront. They're like, we don't give a damn about y'all. They're pretty upfront with it. The Democrats, on the other hand, they be glad handing, baby kissing. All right, they be hot saucing the person. They shuffling. They come down in your hood and smile in your face all the time. They want to take your place to backstab us. 
bags that they're egregious with the with the um I'm helping you bullshit and they ain't helping you. They're actually hurting you. They actually it's absolutely terrible. But they do and I think that's why to me it it's they're it's so ridiculous what they do and they get your hopes up and it's it's so crushing the what they're doing and they have no intentions of helping you. And it says right here, uh, let me see here, cost of Biden's debt cancellation plan for families earning up to $300,000. It says $250, uh, $250 billion cost to taxpayer. All right, $360 billion added to the national debt. Anybody see the debt clock? We used to show the debt clock every blue chip mindset series. Okay, everybody see the debt clock? Uh, just That's the ticking down of America right here. <laughs> okay, so yes, you got some debt relief. But uh, we're just going to go ahead and take down the end of this whole great operation here. And when I say it's the end, the United States of America will be here, but it will be the United Socialists of America. Because that's your only option. That's going to be our only option, and we'll vote it in. We'll vote in the socialism because it's only going to make sense. You keep asking for socialism, and then you keep getting socialism. We need to pay this off and we need to do this. And they took advantage of this and the predatory housing lendings. You guys, when are you going to take responsibility for yourself? I want you men to understand something. Take responsibility for yourself. Stop functioning with a single mother mindset that you can go out there and do what she does. And she's going to lead you into slaughter. You can't do this mindset. This victim, you can't do it. So you're adding $360 billion to the $30 trillion student loan debt. I don't know if that's going to put a dent in it. But it's about, I mean, you're counting down. I actually had this Indian guy. I had an Indian guy who was, um, I, he was a client of mine, and he worked for a financial institution that I cannot name, but it's very well known. I actually rolled in big circles when I was in Orange County, California. And it wasn't just white folks, man. This was These were Indians. They had Russians. They had Middle Eastern people. What people have to understand about wealth in this country is that the average American right, that has wealth is not just white folk. Asians got money. Middle Easterners got money. Indian people got money. Uh, Non-FBA blacks got money. Non-FBA blacks, like people who were not grow up in Detroit, like these people were like first, second generation carry beans, first, second generation uh, Western Africans, they got money. And they ain't falling for your bullshit. I swear to God. I mean, I've seen the other side. I've seen the mountaintop, remember? And I'm looking going. <laughs> so people are like, you were in Orange County with them white people. Yeah, they were, but they were also, I also had Indian clients. I also had people of other races and ethnicities and, and Nigerians and they had money. They actually figured out how to circumvent the victim mindset narrative. They actually figured it out, and I watched it. And they laced me up with some real game, not no peace leave game. This is what he said to me. He works for a financial institution that I shall not name, but it's very well known. He said to me, he said, this debt situation that the Americans are in, the United States, he said, it's not good. Now, he still lives his life, and he goes about his life, and he takes care of his family. Family, But he said it something like this. He said, this debt situation right here, but the cop, have you ever seen the debt clock? I either sound Nigerian or Indian. By the way, India's after me now. Russia's after me. I can't go to any of these places anymore. This debt situation here, he says, it's no good. It's no good. 
He said, this is not going to end well. <laughs> He's like, it's not going to end well. Now, whether it's going to end well on our watch or not, he didn't know. But at the time he said it, it was like the 2019. We've gone through a whole bunch of catastrophes, economic ec economic collapses of epic proportions since then. Massive inflation, massive printing off of money. Now we're canceling debt. We have people who are in poor financial positions. Gas prices are up. So if you continue down this path, it's going to get worse. And with that said, with that being said here, <laughs> with that being said here, we have to realize that some of these things that they say are going to benefit you, they're benefiting the wealthy overwhelmingly. Your $10,000 is not going to impact you very much, just to be honest with you. And it says right here, Democrat plan, the Democrats plan is a handout to the wealthy. 85% of adults without student loan debt would be forced to pay for the 15% of adults who chose to take out, for, uh, take out the loan. 70% of the benefit for canceling debt, loan debt, it says we'll go to those in the top half of the income spectrum. Do you see this? 70% of the benefit from canceling student loan debt will go to the top, those in the top half of the income spectrum. Jesus. New, 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 new world order. There, somebody says biggest money transfer in history. We're living it right now. With the dude, the last three years, they're transferring money from the poor to the rich like crazy. And I want to be a part of it. Whoever's in, I'm in. New, 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 new world order. I want some of that money. That's what I'm thinking about. I'm going, how can I be a part in taking money from knuckle draggers? All <laughs> right. <laughs> they're making themselves wealthier and they're making you poorer, but they think you think they're benefiting you and they're not. They knocked off $10,000 on my student loan debt, but the taxes, the prices of gas. Went, oh, by the way, they're getting all of that money back. I don't know if you realized it. Whatever money they gave us since the la in the last two years, they managed to figure out a way to get it all back at the grocery store, at the lottery ticket stand. At the, they gave you a couple of dollars and you ran out and got iPods and Apple phones and all that. They're going to get it back. That $10,000, they're going to get it back. You ever see the, sorry, this is the blue chip mindset. And, and Steven says, and then some, they'll get double of it back. They'll knock off $10,000 of your student loan here, and you'll give up 20K without a doubt, easily. And you'll give it up in a year's time. You'll give it up in a year's time. But there's this thing, and of course, this I tell you, this is exactly how reparations is going to go. Same thing. It's going to benefit the wealthy. It's going to benefit the corporations. They have this wonderful graph that I never can find, and I don't want to try to search it up now. But it's kind of like a flowing pot. It's like a teapot. But the teapot has a hole over here. And the teapot is in the pool right here. The teapot's in the pool. And it has the teapot pouring into the pour cup. As a teapot pouring in a pour cup, but the pour cup has a hole. The pour cup has a hole. The teapot doesn't. So you're, they pour into you, and the money pours back into the pool. <laughs> mm. I need to find that graph. Somebody find that graph for me. So when they're pouring into you or we're helping you, you have a hole in it, and it pours right back into their pool. It's like, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um. 
So they're going to have a plan. If they hand out a reparations check, which they're doing right now, all right, we just showed you the graph. They're doing that right now for women and black women. Once you get the check, they're going to have over here, they just raise the prices of everything. They raise the prices of things you want and or need. And then they create a freezing feeding frenzy and you're going to put it right back into the pool. Trickle down economics. It's, it's, but you guys didn't go to, you guys didn't do well in school. You don't realize it. And I'm not trying to help you at all realize it. I'm trying to get on the side and I want the men who are watching me right now. I want the men watching me to understand women are our last need out here. We need to get on the side of getting on the right side of trickle down economics. <laughs> we gonna, we need to get on the right side of supporting reparations so we can get the money back in our pool. We need to get on the right side of the economy and the right side of the mindset so we can be a part of this greatest wealth transfer in the history of the world. The announcement has been paid for by the New World Order. Who said that? <laughs> All right, let me get to these. That's my mindset. I'm not thinking about women. I'm not thinking about tricking. I'm not thinking about passporting. I'm not thinking about anything. I want to be on the right side of the of the ham and egger and the politicians swindling you for money. I want in. <laughs> That's what I want. I don't care about nothing else in this world. Now, they might I might not make it to the mountaintop. <laughs> All right, I might not make it, but I want in. What it is? What did Fifty Cent say? Get rich or die trying. I want in, and I'm paying attention to what's going on. I'm paying attention to what you celebrate, and I'm paying attention. Whatever you're celebrating, I'm celebrating the opposite because most people are not critical thinkers. So let me get to this thing right here. But I had to do this to educate you. Oh, what happened to PayPal? PayPal, my PayPal screen disappeared over here. We'll get into the five ways men should avoid fumbling their bag. I don't know. We, we kick it and chill here. Uh, do I give financial advice? Not necessarily, but I just want to awaken men for a lot of times. I just want to awaken you and say, what's going on? Once you hit past 35, let's get real. Let's get real about life. And understand, somebody just mentioned, understand the difference between a consumer and a producer. Consumers consume like a parasite consumes. Consumers consume, which is not a positive term when they call you a consumer. That means you're less of a producer. You don't do anything. You don't contribute anything to society. All you do is consume primarily. But when you're a producer, you're on the other side of the consumer, right? You provide to the consumer. Number one. Number two, you either earn interest or pay interest. People who understand that earning interest is at a smaller percent, but if you're on the earning interest side, you actually can participate in wealth growth when you're a payer of interest, not so much. Most people have never earned interest in their entire life. Shout out to Delta Fox, our lesbian here, and shout out to the lesbians. He says, got a girl to sign a consent form. She's the, she's the dom of the lesbians over here. <laughs> she's the dom. That's why she's on our side. All right, she says uh, she got a girl to sign a consent form and contract as a model. She didn't hesitate. She came over and I hid all my valuables and kitchen knives in the travel bag in the closet. She is not playing in case she acted up, which they could. Look into Max Ver 
Verstappen's the Formula One champion. He's 24. He's dating a 33-year-old single mother. And her baby daddy is, wait for it, another Formula One driver. He says he reminds me of Jeff, Be Jeff Bezos, both dating straggle daggles. Yeah, Jeff Bezos is dating a straggle daggle. All right, for sure. She's straggle daggle. Um, but uh, what's his name? I'm going to look him up. Maybe have a conversation about him. Thank you for uh, sharing that one. But uh, it, most industries are very small. And so people do swap wives and girlfriends because, you know, people are in common spaces. That's actually uh, sad that he would actually go to that length. You know, you're a Formula One driver. You got to be making money, right? I got money. Delta Fox, the lesbian, dropping knowledge, all right? And he, she hiding the kitchen knives from these uh, 304s. I think about stuff like that, too. One day I had a screwdriver in my bathroom. All right, I was fixing some uh, clippers. And then this girl was coming over and I was, you know, cleaning up and I looked at that screwdriver. I was like, let me get rid of that. <laughs> let me put that back in the toolbox because you never know. She'd be like, oh, where's your bathroom? Let me clean up. And then all of a sudden she see that screwdriver. She turned into the uh, basic instinct in the building. All right. Where we got? Uh, we got uh, who is this here? Uh, coach Jr. is in the building. He says, I used to call you Coach Junior, but it's Coach Jr. He says, I fumbled a little. I fumbled a little putting a bit more effort into one of these apex predators on the roster she'd end up following one of her hood rat friends on the way to being an apex hood rat so i cut her off she got mad and blocked me because i told her that her looks will only get her so far well they don't they don't listen to that but uh she tried the easy way uh she tried the easy way she probably gonna seek an arrangements too you guys know that they you know, friends will be on seeking. I met a girl uh, the other day and she was like, yeah. Uh, she was telling me about her friends and I was like, are your friends on seeking? She was like, yeah. She was like, not all of them, but a couple of them are. <laughs> Dude, this world is going to hell in the handbasket. She was 21, a sister too, from the United Kingdom. She had an accent. She had an accent. She had an accent. I can't do a UK accent, bruv. Billy the Kid, shout out to you for sponsoring today's Blue Chip Mindset Series. Billy the Kid, you can lose lots of money chasing women, but you will never lose women chasing money. Like to donate to the Coach Greg Adams. Junior College Fund, a peace leave is a terrible thing to waste. All right? We bisexuals over here. B-U-Y. Because what we really want is a peace of mind. What we really want is a peace of mind. That is my type priority. I don't want to think about much less, much, much going on here. I want a peace of mind. Uh, shout out to A.D. Austin says, be Sosa, not Tony. Mm -hmm. In the Scarface movie, right? Be Sosa, not Tony. Keep your money. Keep your mind on your money. And no, none of us are going to be rich, but you don't even have to be rich to be successful in America. You don't. You don't have to be rich. You can be well off and do very fine here. As a matter of fact, the gap is widening between poverty Middle class, middle class is disappearing. So you either have people who are approaching poverty or people who are um, in on the path of nowhere. You're in the what did he call it? You're in the middle of the road like you're 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 nowhere. You're in no man's land, as they call it. You're where you don't want to be high tax, you know, good income, high tax bracket. <laughs> like good income. I make seventy five thousand dollars a year. And you getting just annihilated on taxes. Like you're in the middle. You're in no man's land. And you have no way to wriggle out of it. You don't have any way to wriggle out of it. It's like being on child support. Like you're not going to build wealth. Uh, Caitlin says, 
How's it going, Coach? Today is my birthday. Boy, we got a, hey, it's the Coach Gang's birthday, too. A lot of birthdays. He says, so I just wanted to thank you for the gifts of information you continue to provide us. Continue to uh, continue to value your pocketbooks, gentlemen. Pa value your pocketbooks. Shout out to you. Happy birthday to you. We're going to have to have a birthday song. We got three more and we'll get back to the show. Chairman Mo doubles up. Whoa, he says, peace of mind is priceless. When my mom got the family into a position where we were are prosperous by uh, the late 1990s, mom was still frugal. She could have bought a BMW for herself and a nice Honda Accord for me and my brother, but mom said, we are just going to get this Dodge Neon. My brother and I did not question that decision. Every happy moment, moment with family, I'm oh, sorry, every happy moment with regards to my family after the hardship of the 1990s had nothing to do with getting fancy stuff or indulging in conspicuous consumption, which is going to be the next point. He says it was all about peace of mind and being free from worry. When I told when I told you and the coach gang about the ration cold, rational cold and productive conversations I had with my mother and brother in regards to his upcoming marriage, I did it in order to protect the peace of mind that my family has. During that conversation, my brother said that we are not super wealthy, but mom put us in a position where we never have to go into debt for things. That's amazing. That's a gift. This is the bag that we cannot fumble. My family has peace of mind for the last 20 years. Guys, that is a bag. How many people can say that? How many people can say that they don't have to worry about debt? How many people have lived with debt? How many of you have lived with debt for 20, 30 years? I mean, I'm a man that has been an adult for some 25 years, give or take. How many people can say in their entire adulthood they never had debt? That is a tremendous head start in our country. Now, we call that white privilege, right? But it's mostly just family privilege as this uh, man's mom demonstrated. He had people with the right mind, presence of mind to see into the future with a long-range plan to not fall for the foolishness of consumption, consumerism, and instant gratification. He waited. She prolonged that and said, said this is a blue-chip mindset right here. Now, when we get to a point where we don't have debt, I'm going to tell you, man, it's going to give you peace of mind. You're going to go, wow. VMAD in the house, self-educated people cannot be fooled by institutional propaganda. Yes, self-educated people. Yes. So this is another tool that they're putting out to you, another carrot that they're dangling. And you fell for it. You're going to fall for it. Honestly, if you have, um, if you have, Let's say $80,000 in student loan debt. Is $10,000 going to really help you? I mean, there's got to be a calculator here that will show you what your payment will go to. Not only that, when the interest kicks back in, when the payments are starting to do, that you're going to accumulate that 10 grand over a what, two or three year period? I'm not an economist. I don't, I'm not a mathematician. But the interest alone, after they knock off 10K, you're going to get that interest. The interest is going to jump back on the loan. Huh? I don't know. What if you owe $9,000 in student loan debt? Do you get $1,000 back? <laughs> I don't know. I got questions to answer to Joe Biden. What does Joe Biden have to say about this? I love those barrettes in your hair, man. I tell you what. 
I'm looking at her. She looks like she's 19 years old sitting there with her, like a little lady with her legs crossed. Mm. Joe. Chairman Mo says, sorry, he cut off the last line. He says, the coach is right. Peace of mind is priceless. Uncle Earl has peace of mind, not just money. I got money. When you think about what Uncle Earl is talking about, again, the poverty mindset, the, the street mindset is going to say it's tricking. But Uncle Earl is saying, I have a peace of mind. These are low priority needs for me. I do have this need as a man, but I'm not going to give up my peace of mind for this need. Right. You're like, no, 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 I get it. I get it. But a lot of guys do rest their ego and reputation on their ability to get women. I understand. If you're older than 35, you're an idiot for doing it. But that's not that's just me. And you don't have to follow my philosophy. I think you're an idiot if your ego and pride rested on your ability to have a conversation with a woman. OK. All right, we got a couple more, man. Y'all guys are killing it today. No government name says, Coach, I turned 26. I landed a job making $130,000 as a software engineer. You're listening what careers you need to go into if you're a young man today. He says, no debt, 30K in cash, save. 35K in the stock market. Going to start investing in real estate next year. You're in prime position to do it. We'll start freelancing too. Gentlemen, the blue chip life is possible. Keep grinding. What a tremendous start in life. Tremendous start in life. And let me just tell you, I'm looking at his photo. It's a black man. He's a brother. I don't know if he's an FBA or not, where he came from, his family origins or whatnot. It's a brother. 130. And I'm, you know, I'm I would be interested to, you know, hear about how women treat him. He's in the top tier of human beings on the planet. I want you Americans to think about this. This is why you got these people saying, I'm going to go overseas, right? Because overseas women see you as the wallet that you are. The women over here are so entitled, they can't even recognize a good deal when they have it. They think, oh, he makes 130. That's not enough. He needs to make 250. So shout out to him. Congratulations on that one. We got a couple one. Uh, Pac-Man Jones, breaking news, Sylvester Stallone just got gray divorced today. Coach, we lost another one. Sylvester Stallone. So I'm going to have to maybe do a story on that this evening. Sylvester Stallone is about to get divorced great by his model girlfriend. He's got a model girlfriend. I think he's been married three times. I'm going to talk about how you're going to fumble the bag. Sylvester Stallone's going to have to pay up. Despite the fact that he may have a prenup, we don't know. Travis Cook, there's no economic system that will work forever. I try to be grateful that I'm born during a time of relative peace and prosperity. She said in Matthew, the poor, uh, the poor you will always have, wait, the poor will always have with you. I'm sorry, the poor you will always have with you, but you will not always have me. Peace, quiet, and freedom for life. Shout out to the lukewarm Christians in the building. Appreciate that, man. Yeah, no economic system will last forever. So we live, I mean, we live in a great time. One of the things we have to tell people is to enjoy the times you live in now. Enjoy the times you live in now because we have relative peace and we have security. Uh, it's not many times in history we can say we have that. Not even the Native Americans, not even the kings and queens and the African plains prior to the Europeans coming in, not even the Caribbeans, not even the Haitians the Latino Haitians, not even the Europeans or the Asians for that matter can say 
they lived in a relative time of peace and prosperity like we live in today. Unfortunately, you got a lot of entitled people that think we're in the struggle zone. But we're just in the no-flex zone. They know better. They know better. All right, point number five on five ways that men should avoid effing up their bag is here's the number one, and we've been kind of hitting on this one, buying luxury items while on a budget, all right, or broke dating on a budget. (laughs) Anybody that knows the No Flex Zone, No Flex Zone song, here it is right here, Uh, buying luxury items while on a budget or broke dating. So here we go right here. You guys right here. Um, we all fell for this type of thing here. We had to have a certain clothing line, designer clothes. Designer clothes is a budget. That's a luxury item. You don't need designer clothes. Sure, your clothes look better. And when you can afford to buy a $120 pair of jeans when it doesn't mean anything, yeah, it's fine. I have a whole bunch of $120 pair of jeans in my closet. It is what it is. It's not that big of a deal. But when you're younger and you have to have the nice pair of jeans, Jabot, FUBU, in my younger days, I don't know what the jeans are today, the skinny jeans that you need to buy, Gucci, Polo. I don't know what it is. Okay, you got to have the Kanye designer shoes and the Michael Jordans and all of these excessive pairs of things that you think what's going to happen is the reason why you buy these things is most of the time, I know people don't want to think about this and they don't want to admit it. Most of the time, you're trying to get attention from women or put yourself in a position where you look better, like you're giving yourself a chance. So I remember days where where uh, dudes would be having excessive pair of Jordans, but they're broke. They still live with their mom or they're teenagers. And you're going, I know you can't afford this. And so you don't have the willingness to wait or put in the work to actually get to a point where this is not a big economic purchase for you. Luxury items are not that big of a deal for wealthy people. But you can't wait and then you buy and this prevents you from becoming wealthy in the future and when i say wealthy we're not talking about extremely wealthy just a little bit sometimes you buy these items and you're setting yourself up to get robbed in a no flex zone they know better they know better so you get into these things and you buy the big trunk jewelry or the fake jewelry or whatever it is and you buy these things to actually try to get people to like you but what you get is hate Have you ever noticed that when you buy something like that and you wear it out for the first time and you can only wear luxury items a couple of times? I mean, when you get the big trunk jewelry with extensions in your hair, bamboo earrings with at least two pair, when you go out, you can't wear it every day. You know what I mean? Because people are going to be like, you're wearing that chain again, or they might anticipate you wearing that chain again and they're going to rob you or they're going to hate on you. Him, Him got that chain. Him got the gold teeth. Him got them sunglasses. Him got whatever it is that you're wearing. Him got the nice hat with the tag on it, him got the nice pair of jeans or the nice pair of Jordans. What you're going to get is hate. You think people are going to like you better, and I want you to listen. You think people are going to like you better, but they're not. Especially when, yeah, him showing off, him him uh, fronting. They're going to start saying, well, you have these things, but you really don't own these things. You're leasing these things, right? Oh, I bet you're leasing that portion. You really don't own it. Most people are going to hate. The more you show it, the more they're going to hate. I've been showing that more on my Instagram, but of course, I'm a social media person, so I'm trying to make the money back. (laughs) Plus, if it brings in followers, it's great for the algorithm to show that. Now, if you're a follower and you keep seeing it, you're like, okay, I've seen it already, but it ain't for you. I put it out there for the algorithm. But um, 
you think people are going to like you and they don't like you. You think when you buy your big first McMansion that people are going to be like, wow, fantastic. And your family's going to be like, boy, we're proud of you. They're not. Not even your neighbors are proud of you. Your neighbors hate on you. Oh, him bought that house. That house is the highest house on the market over here. Him think him better than me. I'm going to sue him because that tree is hanging over on the side of my line, my property line. I'm going to sue him. He, him must got money. So these are the things that you have to listen to. You move out to the neighborhood away from your people. Oh, him moved away. Him think him better than me moving away from us. So jealousy is mostly times what you get when you buying luxury items while you're on a budget. You live in a bad neighborhood, but you're buying luxury items. I mean, I tell you, it's a recipe for disaster. You're setting yourself up more for jealousy, envy, and failure than you are setting yourself up for a good financial position. Now, I, I can't tell you how to do this because I know there's a need to fit in. There's a need to not be left out. Everybody else buying Jordans, you got to get some Jordans too, or the hoes ain't going to give you no peace leave. I get it. But how many times have you actually got these luxury items when you were broke? And then the girls start coming to you. Wow. That's a nice gold chain. I think I'll lie down for you now. <laughs> wow. You have Jordans. You have Jordans like the rest of the guys. Easy peace leave for you. How many times have, was it an easy layup after you came out with it? Versus how many times somebody came and intentionally stepped on your shoes. Or tried to jack you or talk shit about you or said you were broke. Or hated on you when you got the item. <laughs> right? So these things that we have to understand. When you're on a budget, competing, on, competing with people economically when you're on a budget is a recipe for your disaster long term. Remember, we're in this thing. This is a sprint. I'm sorry. This is a marathon, not a sprint. I often want to show you this chart. Um, just for young men to understand that we all live this reality as men. This is the reality we live in right here. So we all of our lives, we chase mostly things. We want things. So we chase after the money only to get things. And then at some particular point, while we're balling, turning gray, we start catching up to the money. And then when we really catch the money, it's the end of life. This is mostly indicative of women, too, right? We chase, 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 chase. Oh, we start catching up. And then by the time we get in our good stroke game in, it's ready to die. <laughs> And women become way cheaper as you get older and wealthier. People keep saying $500 for a piece of piece of leaf. When you do, just, just do, the, do, do the math. You make, let's just say you make $15,000 a month. 500 is zero. I mean, 500 is a drop in the bucket. <laughs> but if you make twenty grand, $2,000 a month, five grand, I'm sorry, $500 is a chunk. But men, wealthy men, they've been getting away with this. They've been getting away with this. Uh, another thing you're going to run into a problem with buying these luxury items is credit card debt. Credit card debt. Uh, so this is another indicator of where they're going with the student loan debt. How come they're not going to get rid of the consumer debt? What about credit card debt? Are we not getting rid of that? Why? What is the moral line that they're going to draw when they say credit card debt? No. Student loan debt? Yes. Where's the line? Where was the ethical line that crossed? Because these people were just as irresponsible getting the credit card debt as the student loan debt. Same, same mindset got people in both debt. Matter of fact, most people who have student loan debt probably have consumer debt very high as well. 
So you're going to get in credit card debt, which is eventually going to prohibit you from saving like our brother here, our engineer, our software engineer is going to prohibit, prohibit you from saving. Eventually could land you in bankruptcy or land you in the minimum payment zone. I've been there making minimum payment after minimum payment, not understanding interest. Your interest is 22% on your credit card. <laughs> your, your credit card limit is 700 bucks. Um, you understand how banks make money? Do you know one of the biggest ways bank, banks make money other than loaning money to some people is uh, uh, penalties, bank fees, overdraft fees, um, fees that when you went over your credit and they know uh, Wells Fargo actually got in trouble doing this. Um, Wells Fargo got in trouble doing this. That, this is where people get mad at me. New, 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 new world order. Well, what what Wells Fargo got in trouble for doing, and I believe it was Wells Fargo, and I'm going to say allegedly, so just to protect myself. What they got in trouble doing was when people's checking accounts were at a low balance, they would go into their system. I know you think corporations wouldn't do this to you. <laughs> they would go into their system and they would charge you a bank fee in which it would cost you some $25, or, or, or let me say it like this. What they would do is, if you had a like a reoccurring charge or a check that needed to clear, they would prioritize the payments so that your biggest check would bounce and would cause a fee to incur, and you'd be overdraft as well. So let's say you had five reoccurring fees, and you had $100 in, and the the biggest reoccurring fee was $50 for Netflix or whatever it is, but you had a $5, $10, $15 reoccurring fee. What they would do is they would take the lowest reoccurring fees and, and hit your account, and then your account would be like $45. Then they put the $50 reoccurring fee, and they push that through, and then you'd be overdraft. <laughs> you know what I mean? They do that on purpose. Like they're planning it. They're looking like, okay, we can get his ass right there. They, dude, they have people on Wall Street and people that work for banks that per, they they that's their that's their profession. They'll go in and look, look, okay, all right, all right, we'll get his ass. Okay, we'll set that up. Bam. And the biggest reoccurring fee will be the one that they apply last. They'll prioritize it last and then cause you to have a bank fee, an overdraft fee, blah, blah, blah. Huh? So you guys got to understand that. Oh, are they shutting me down? New, 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 new world. They don't want me to talk about it. So when you're living on a budget, this is what you're probably going to be exposed to. And there's people that pay $500 a month or something crazy. Like I remember the numbers like $5,000 a year just in bank fees and overdraft fees and stuff like that. Credit card fees. So these banks are very savvy and smart. They're not there. Oh, I'm your friend. If you see a banker, run. <laughs> Bankers are not your friend. They might act like they're cool. Oh, go ahead. Sit down here in my office. Here we go. We have this checking fee right here. We have this checking account for you and this savings account for you and this and that. They about to stab you all up in the assets. So try not to fall into this trap when you're young. When you're young, okay, uh, people think they're going to get these one things that people are going to respect them. Yeah, a couple people will, but and some people will use it as motivation. But you're also going to bring in hate and you're also going to bring in the opportunity for you not to get to the next level. Okay, somebody says I have a banker friend. 
banker friends be like, hi, how are you? Come on in. I had a banker friend. He was like, um, he was like the DJ Khaled of bankers. He was all cool. He had all the lingo and all that stuff. He had all the f- swag. And I always be looking at him like, damn, why you always got money? Somebody says I'm a former banker. All the bankers are getting, they're hiding right now. The bankers are shuffling. One of the indicators of, of you're going to be in, okay, uh, poverty is that um, you make deals with the bank. Banks are great at putting you into debt. All right. And um, I'm not saying anything against the bankers, but if you make an agreement and a bank is involved, highly likely it's going to favor the bank and not you. It's like going to Las Vegas and you show up to the hotel, marble floors. <laughs> Where's French Montana when I need them? All right. I hear her little pretty feet on marble floors. They got marble floors, lights, casinos, and your ass goes in there and think you're going to win. Every now and then you'll win. Most of the time you'll lose. It's leaning heavily in favor of the casinos. Same thing when you get a bank agreement, any agreement with the bank. When you make the agreement with the bank, the bank is in favor. The favor, it favors the bank. That goes with a mortgage. Mortgage, it goes with a mortgage. It goes with a reverse mortgage. It goes with anything related to the bank. Student loan, credit card, whatever it is. Favors the bank. All right, let's get it to number four, and then we'll get back to the contributions here. <laughs> oh, man. Baker Friend says, borrow your own money. Someone says, coach always in the bank. Yeah. The house wins. Uh, number four, not thinking wisely about student loan debt in college. Okay, so we talked about this. I won't beat a dead horse. But uh, this is one thing that's going to highly affect you. Uh, do you know that a lot of people who have student loan debt, they have it, they've had it for 20 plus years. 40% of people that have student loan debt don't even have the degree to go with it. These are real life um, scenarios that, 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 are, that people don't talk about. So if you're thinking about college, what I would tell you is you have to really think wisely about what you're going to do with college because it's going to affect the rest of your life, whether you graduate or not. If you take out debt and don't have the degree, I mean, you're probably going to be set back significantly. If you're a woman and you're going to just go to college, please choose a wise major or don't go. Don't just go to college just to go because you don't have no other plan. And I wish people will plan their lives out. And it's, it's an indicator that they don't have any leadership. Um, but we all fall for it. I'm not making judgments about you. I fell for the same traps. I fell for the same traps. Just go to college. And I didn't really know what I wanted to do. And it clicked for me probably my sophomore year. So it propelled me to get through college pretty faster, uh, much faster. But a lot of people don't know, and they still graduate their, with their degree. I don't know what I'm going to do. I've worked on college campuses for 15 years, and I've had people come in with full scholarships, and they didn't know what to do. They didn't take advantage of the situation. Many of these people, people of color, women of color, they got degrees that were probably they're going to make $50,000 a year at best, but they got $100,000 in student loan debt. Or they got a free scholarship, but they never said, I'm going to take advantage of it and study something that's going to challenge me and give me a higher chance of getting a degree that will pay me more money on the back end. No, but we go there to feel good and play victim. And if that's what you did, be honest with yourself. If that's what you did and you went to African-American studies class, Pan-African studies, and you're selling some uh, Matumbo art and you're broke, it was your fault. 
Nobody wants that art. Nobody wants bongos in African uh, masks as art. Nobody wants that. A very few select people in New Jersey and Philadelphia want that. Nobody else wants it. But you went and majored at Rutgers University with that bullshit. And now you're coming out here talking about the white man, this and that. All right. Hey, you wasted your time trying to feel good and trying to fight oppression and protesting. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> Same thing with all of these other ones. Psychology, you understand You understand how the neurons and the protons and, the, and all of that work when medication is applied to you, but you still broke. You understand all of these bipolar and and uh, uh, borderline and ADHD. You can tell me how all the chemical imbalances work in your brain, but you can't tell me how to balance your checking account. I mean, <laughs> the neutons and the protons and the protractons and all that. You can tell me all that. But you want to cancel student loan debt. So this is what we talk about. So if you're a young person listening to me, <laughs> all right, and you're thinking about college, you don't know where to go, I would probably tell you delay college until you figure out exactly what you want to do, potentially go into a trade, potentially go work for um, someone where you're an apprentice. There's licenses and certifications you can get without the need of paying college, but of course the banks aren't going to like this message. I got a question about student loan debt. What about the new people getting debt? What, what happens to them? Mm. All right, anybody got these solutions? All right, I have four questions. That's my fifth question. Say I'm applying for college now. They're getting rid of debt. What about me today? I just signed for debt. By the way, junior colleges are litty right now. They just signed up for debt. Is their debt going away? Nope. Mm. There's truck drivers. That's, see, well, one thing that people don't do is uh, people, what negatively we do about life is blue collar work. We really give blue collar work or entrepreneurship and, um, you know, certification work. We give it a black eye. Obviously, we'll tell you, you can't get women. Women are going to like you for these degrees. So you will choose a degree field where women are going to like you, where you can be intelligent, skullcap wearing, common sense looking guy. Come up in here and sister, the Pan-Africans came over and the Europeans came over and took a sister and the black woman is the God. You, these people over here. All right. And we put these people on the pedestal or we say you get a corner office, you're an executive. Oh, here I am, Mr. Executive guy. I got my corner office. I'm a kiss ass to the other people in the executive team. I'm low ranking on the total pole of my executive team. However, I kiss ass to everybody else, but nobody knows it because everybody in the middle management kiss my ass <laughs> and so i get up every day and i put on my suit and tie and i go play office for 12 hours a day i go play office i go up and back up and down the highway i go in ha 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 what's going on and how are we doing and give me that tps report and did you get that email fire off a couple of emails we're having a meeting at 10 30 i'm gonna have lunch in the office providing lunch Go to the workout room after work. We're going to do our Tybo class. Mm. We're meeting for happy hour. Okay. We're going to have it. Y'all go play office. Acting like y'all doing something, saving the world. And you ain't saving the damn thing. You ain't saving no money. Everybody can't even afford lunch by middle of the month, midweek. <laughs> midweek, everybody can't get no lunch. And everybody in management knows that. So they got to shuffle in lunch for you. Ham and eggers. 
sitting there playing office in your cubicle. Did you get that memo? Oh, you didn't get that email? You're on office time now. You get your 15-minute smoke break. <laughs> anyway, you could always tell the broke people who couldn't, you know, they done ran out of money for they bi-weekly payments. They start bringing in a brown bag. They bring in a couple of salads that they got from Vons or Ralph's or Albertsons. They got salads. You're like, oh, you're not going to the food truck? Not today. No food truck for me. I'm trying on a diet now. <laughs> you're on a diet for shiggity. You're on a damn financial diet. That's what you on. You rip that salad open. Oh, boy, look at this. You get that processed chicken and corn. You dive in there, put that little bit of salad dressing they put in there. <laughs> All right. Oh, you must be on a diet. Yes, I am. I'm broke. <laughs> Everybody's showing up the office. What do you do for work? I'm an executive assistant at this corporation. You show up to work looking like this right here. All right, the human resource department. Wait a minute. I have an important job. I fire off emails and push papers and pencils around for a living. I know a monkey could do it, but I've been doing it for 25 years and I'm scheduled for a promotion and a raise at 60 cents per hour. I'll be making $25 an hour and 60 cents after 25 years, but I still have paid off zero of my student loan debt. But I have a degree. All right, let me stop. All right, let me stop. Let me stop. Anyway. You could not live with your own failure. Where did that bring you? Back to me. People are convicted today. People are like, who is this arrogant people talking down to me when he makes money off the internet? <laughs> You're so sad. You have to make money off the internet. And I'm like, do you make money off the internet? Nope. <laughs> I'm just like, all right, anyway, where are we at? By the way, man, I love when people say that. Yeah, you're talking all this and you make money off of YouTube. And I'm like, some of the highest paid professionals right now make money off the internet. Like, it's literally what people do now. Like, people make money off it. Like, that's the most successful people today. But see, one, one thing, again, I, um, one, thing, one thing that we have to understand is what, what is a job? What is work? What is, what is your aim? Is, is, a job, is a job the only thing? Like, if you, you have to have a nine-to-five plug-in. Like, is that the only thing that describes work, or do you earn income? Like, what describes work? Like, people will put you down and be like, well, that's not a real job. But that's what you define what a job is. We have to change our idea of what's going on here. What you think is a job is just slavery. Uh-oh. Right? But most of these jobs that you think are jobs are only jobs in the modern sense. Nobody had a big building where they stuffed monkeys in and then they stumped you in there and they they pushed you all into the office elevator and you went upstairs. You plugged into your 
computer, you logged in. These are new modern jobs. These aren't, think back before the 1950s. Nobody had jobs like this. People had family businesses. You went into what your family did, or you worked in an industrial plant. There was no convenience of the air-conditioned offices and IT specialists. And these are all new things. But then the funny thing is when you don't have a job like that, they think you're not working. It's like, what? <laughs> that's not a way to, that's not an honorable debate way to make money. You have to be a slave like me. You're like, <laughs> you have to actually go work. You got to get in your car. This is what a job is. Get in your car, commute, jump out the damn car park it there for eight hours, go upstairs to the 5011 floor, punch away at your computer, take your 15-minute break, 30-minute lunch break, 15-minute break, jump back in the car, <laughs> drive an hour and 15 minutes in traffic, bumper to bumper, come back home, take your bra off, take your drawers off, free ball, and sit there clicking your remote. That's a job. That's an honorable profession. People are lost because people are killing it right now economically, developing sources of revenue streams. What are your best words here? Compound, passive, residual. Compound, interest, investments, passive income, making money while you're sleeping or making money while you're not working on it. Residual income, making money off something rep repetitive, but you only did it, one, you, you only put in one piece of work to produce it. I'm giving you guys some information here. So I have residual income. And I'm not here to brag about my income. I'm, I never do that. I never do that. Matter of fact, I never try to tell you what it is or even hint at to what it is. However, I have two or three pieces of thing that give me residual income. Can anybody name it? I'll wait. I'll wait. IRS know, already know. Yep, David Falcon got it. It's the books. The books. I wrote two books, and I wrote a third one that I give away for free. <laughs> Somebody said OnlyFans. But books is a residual income that I only had to work on one time, but the work was very intensive. The work was intensive. It's something most people can't do or willing to do. But at this particular point, I no longer have to produce that book. I did it once, and now it's forever out there. Now I can go in and correct it and make changes to the book. But I no longer have to wake up every day and go, okay, I got to make that book again. I got to make that book again. That book is already there. And it creates a residual income that could last forever. It could last forever. It could last as long as they don't host a book anymore. Think about this. Think about this. That is a residual form of income. So now it's like, okay, I got that covered. All I have to do is maybe promote the book or mention the book or go on a speaking tour, promote the book, write another book. That would be a residual income. What about compound interest? That would be my investments. What about 
um, the other word, which is going to be passive. A passive form of income would be YouTube. If you're monetized, which I'm not. So I keep having to produce. But a person who does YouTube has passive income. Or maybe that's not a good definition of passive. That would be more residual. But a passive income would be an investment that I would have to not even put any work into. That wouldn't be the best income. But if I'm sleeping and you're watching me, that's passively earned. Like every time a person clicks on my face, I don't have to start talking. So I talk once, you guys watch it whenever. That would be passive. That would be passive earning. A rental property, which would be somewhat passive. We're going to get in real estate here in a minute. So these are the things, right, that we're trying to tell you and educate you of the mindset of what people think is a job, but they keep having to go and produce. And if they got sick, disabled, they fell ill, they uh, lost uh, their, their, their intensity or effort or drive to do it, they don't earn anymore. <laughs> they don't earn anymore. And so then what happens? Oh, we got some robots in here. So then what happens? You stifle your growth economically. And I'm giving away these free gems. Not many people are going to apply it. So these are things that we're trying to tell you to focus on. I don't care how many ugly women you fornicate with. I don't care. And I don't care how you got them. This is what I'm on today. I'm on this. This is what I wake up for. This is what I dream about. This is what I think about. This is what I want. I want peace of mind and I want enjoyment and I want the process to complete this because this is a marathon. This is a this is a marathon. I'm trying to set myself up. And in the middle of all that, I, I have a sexual need and I fulfill that with residual income. <laughs> I go, what percentage of my residual income could I use to get this nut? <laughs> Oh, man. So anyway, because people don't get it. They're like, oh, man, this guy's doing this and that. How is he affording this? How you afford that? Well, <laughs> all right. All right. All right. Enough about all that. <laughs> Let's get into these contributions here. Um, I got to get to Classy Beats page. I'm trying to get into my PayPal. They ain't let me. So we'll get over here. Shout out to... um. Shout out to uh, Mr. Massey in the building. He says 400K student loan debt forgiven. Thanks, everyone. Uh, you're now free. How did you get? Or did you get 400K student loan debt forgiven? I need to get on that program. I need to check. Rob says blacks are the lowest population with the highest debt. Man, some of the statistics, when you look it up, when they related to black people, okay, you can figure out how we got here. Most of it, we got here by getting hoodwinked. And bamboozled. I don't care what you say about this and they put this over in us and the man did this. Most of the time, y'all got hoodwink and bamboozled into exactly what it is. When you look at the representation of numbers of African-Americans here, wait a minute, what is speaking of African-Americans? Uh, look at my African-American over here. Look at him. Are you the greatest? You know what I'm talking about? Is somebody here having a problem with what I'm talking about? Y'all can log the hell off. I really don't care. <laughs> right, but... If you look at some of the numbers, it'd be like, okay, African-Americans make up 12%, but then they'd be like 50% of this and 40% of that and 30% of this. You're like, 
How? Like, how does it get like that lopsided? Now, of course, you could say institutional this and that. I get all that. But there's been times where we got straight hoodwinked and bamboozled. <laughs> it's like, what the? F like, you got to take L's, man. There's been a lot of policies that you guys have voted people in and they stabbed you in the back. There's been a lot of policies that you thought were going to benefit you, like the canceling of student loan debt and the benefit of wealthy white folks. But you voted it in. I don't know what to tell you. Stop. Same thing with the feminism. Y'all bit from the apple. Y'all bit from the forbidden fruit. You, The women fell for it, hook, line, and sinker, and it decapitated the community. What about the civil rights acts? You thought that was a great benefit, integration, and overwhelmingly, it's been very negative. There's been some positives, but overwhelmingly, it's been negative. You haven't been able to compete in this race, and you never will, by the way. It's not here. This That race is not for you. All right, them doors are closed to most of you people. Foreigners seem to find the key to unlock it. I don't know how they continue to figure it out, but you don't. I don't know what to tell you. I, 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 I'm stumped half the time. And most of the time, I'm not stumped, and I tell you what it is, and y'all get mad at me. I'm like, come on, man. It's, it's there. They, they, they open up the door for you to basically fall into the trap, and you fall into the trap. And then every night, every week, we got to rescue you. You know what I mean? Goldman Sachs got to come to the rescue. We got to figure this out. The only way you figure it out is by, to me, to me, and this is just my thing here. You got to detach from the system. You got to detach. Yes, it's scary. You got to go out on your own. You got to get your own police department. You got to get your own firefighters, your own hospitals your own neighborhoods. You got to rehab their own neighborhoods. You got to get your own grocery stores, the, you know, uh, the bodega poppy all in your community, bodega Ahmed all in your community, owning everything around your community. I mean, you got to start thinking long-term. Yeah. It's all Matty else's fault. Always. And it's all Jermaine's fault. It's always Jermaine's fault. Yeah. Banks and all that. You got to detach from the system. And that's the only, that's when you become a threat. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's going to be scary for a good 20 years. I always say it's always going to take two decades to recorrect any deficit as a group, as an individual, it's going to take five years, but as a group, you need 25 years of hard, you know, focus, everybody on the same, which is going to be tough. You can't get it. The younger generation, they ain't going to give a damn. All right. Shout out to J H Toure. Appreciate you for being here. DG Seymour. Peace. So all the Asiatic black, the pace to the Asiatic black man out here, God body. All right, shout out to you. You guys got to be on that. You guys got to be on that type of discipline. All right, discipline. What about discipline? Jay Flo says for the best edutainment for my favorite African-American out here. Uh, look at my African-American over here. Look at him. Are you the greatest? You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, man. Um, uh, you got to go. Discipline is it, man. When, there, when there's a lack of discipline, you're going to be exposed. Shout out to Kirby. He says blue chip and a peace of mind improves lives. It improves your life tremendously. All right. Shout out to King Hazy. PayPal said my payment is on hold. All right. I think what's happening with PayPal is that there's a certain line that I cross and then all of a sudden they start holding stuff. All right. So let me I can't even log in many times to PayPal at some particular points. So especially at certain times of the month, they'd be like, oh, we're going to put this on hold. This They act weird. 
Let me see if they're doing that. Um, yeah, I don't know what they got going over over there. But over here, AD Austin protection is the most important thing when you make start making money between security cameras and firearms. Protection is everything. Yes, indeed. I mean, I know, man, I, I live in a very secure home and I always secure, uh, find places with secure gates, sometimes guards. Uh, I pay that extra. Right. And people are like, well, you don't have to do that. You can live over here. I ain't living over there. <laughs> real estate agents. When I come in, I find a real estate agent. Oh, how you doing, Tyrone? Uh, oh, I see. You probably want to live where they have the catfish shop in the barbershop. Uh, I'll show you homes over there. I'll be like, oh, hell no. No, listen, I don't care about no damn catfish or the barbershop. I'll drive four hours to the barbershop. I'll cut my own damn hair. I want to live over here <laughs> with the guard gates. And I want to live where I could keep my firearms and I could start rat-a-tat-tatting people and everybody will understand where I got my 2A banner up here. I don't want to live over there where they got the black church and I could get up and down. And no, I don't want to live over there by the football stadium. <laughs> Shit. The football stadium always in the ravaged neighborhood. No, nah, I don't want to live by the damn basketball arena. I want to live in the Gargate community. <laughs> I want to live where the white folks at. And they protect it. And they got cameras everywhere around a whole perimeter of the house. That's where I want to be at. <laughs> All right, anyway. She. That's my mindset. Peace of mind. I want peace of mind because I know ain't nobody going to come act up where I'm at because nobody acts up over here. You stick out like a sore ass thumb acting up out here. Just driving around my neighborhood. Your ass put on the neighborhood watch list. They like, all right, let's take. There's a Karen putting your license plate down. I bet you coach Greg Adams lives over here. You got a Karen looking through her blinds like. All right. You ever see that on a show? It's like a murder show. And there's that one person. I saw that green gremlin driving around, and I happened to take down the license plate. <laughs> they just so happened to write down the license plate. Here it is. I saw him driving around three times, so I recorded his license plate. That's what happens when you drive around my neighborhood. <laughs> All right, please. I live where places where they look at me like, what do this ninja do? They watching me. That's what they doing. So when you run up in my spot, they watching me. They got surveillance cameras on me in my neighborhood. And I don't give a damn either. Record my ass because I ain't doing nothing I ain't supposed to do. Record me because when you record me, you recording the whoever come and get me too. They going to be like, we happen to have it on video camera. Them running up, the ops running up to his spot. How you happen to have him on recording when the ops rolled up? <laughs> well, we was watching him. Yeah. Anyway, they ready for something to act up in my house. That's where I moved to. All right. Anyway, but I, I stay quiet as kept. I stay quiet up in here. All right. Uh, let's see here. Shout out to you guys, man. Thank you for this edumentainment here. Uh, what we got here? We got a couple more. We're going to get into point number three, two, and one. We'll cover it briefly. King Hazy says, Coach, you called it again. I was watching the World News Channel, and they said there's a new, there's a, hold on for a second. I can't say the word. New, 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 new world order. Being created, and the United States won't be the leaders of it. Mm, he says the channel is called 
uh, W-I-O-N, just search Cold War 2.0. I've been on this. I know you guys, you know, you're like, stay on relationship conversation. No. If you know me, I'm a little deeper than this. I don't go in on this channel. In February 9th. But I'm not going to play it. But I've been trying to tell y'all what's up. I know history. You guys forget. I was a history major for like a semester and a half. I'm a history buff. I love history. And I know history repeats itself. I also know Rome failed. Every great civilization has failed. And most of the time is by corruption. It's via corruption or it's via some sort of um, takeover, hostile takeover. Not getting too deep. But this country has several hostile takeovers in its history. Recent history. New, 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 new world order. Now, you ham and eggers, you just going on about life, just happy to have your Toyota Camry and your ham and cheese sandwich somewhere in Des Moines, Iowa. You just so happy to be here. All right. <laughs> all right. But it's okay. We've been hijacked a couple of times in the past 70 years. With that being said, I'll move on from that conversation because I don't want to get. <laughs> With that being said, and it is what it is. So there's nothing new under the sun. There's nothing new under the sun. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my gosh. All right, let me do this one. Jeremy Mo says, speaking of reverse mortgages and the banks finding a way to fleece you about a month ago when I was having the weekly family call. That's a, that's fantastic that you guys have that call. He says, my brother was telling mom and I that in Hong Kong, the bank's we're going to offer reverse mortgages. He says, now, anyone who knows about Hong Kong's insane real estate market knows that this is a bad idea at best. My brother and I were arguing about it. Eventually, somebody, uh, something clicked in my head, and I just said to my brother, who used to work at the bank, that the coach made allegations about, quote, look, big brother, just be the person. Wait, look, big brother, just do, do the person being. Wait, sorry, sorry. Look, big brother, just be person doing the fleecing not the one getting fleeced he says then my mother was laughing her ass off and the family call ended a few minutes later when it comes to banks the coach is not wrong yes indeed when it comes to banks <laughs> the whole idea the reverse mortgage thing and oh as you get older i guess we're going to cover that now let's cover this now as you get older you get a little bit more financially desperate especially if especially if um, you don't continue to earn money into your older age. Younger people, be conscious of this. So let me get to the last three points. If you're just joining me, uh, point number five of not how to fumble the bag, buying luxury items while on a budget and broke dating on a budget. I don't advise people to date when they're on a budget. Sure, you can have friends and go to functions and all of that stuff, but dating in a traditional sense or a non-traditional or traditional prostitution sense is foolish for you as a male or female. You're desperate when you're doing this. The woman just wants to eat or wants some entertainment. You are just trying to get peace leave and you're trying to nice your way through it. It's actually sad. All right. Number four is not thinking wisely about student loan debt or college. All right. That's a way to fumble the bag for decades. You're going to mess your money up for decades, guys. Um, number three, having children out of wedlock. There's no way to fumble your bag faster than to have a child out of wedlock in your in your late teens or in your 20s. This is a bag fumbler. 
wealthy people, let's just think of the wealthiest, corniest people you can think of, highly unlikely they fall for this trap. They know this is shooting yourself in the foot. Now, we don't educate our people that shooting your, this is shooting yourself in the foot. Somehow, we try to convince people that they're a victim if they do something like this or that they should be owed something by the taxpayer or you can work your way and dig your way out of it. This is one of the dumbest things you can do. Male or female, you're shooting, you're shooting yourself in the foot. As a matter of fact, you're shooting your next generation or two in the foot. Highly likely, your next your children fall for this dumbass plan too. And now you got a generation cycle that you got to break. Single mother, single mother, single mother, two or three generations in, or baby daddy, baby daddy, baby daddy, before daddy, after daddy, during daddy. It's dumb. Now, sometimes you just can't help it. I saw a young girl the other day. She didn't look very old. I mean, she looked maybe 17. She was having a conversation with another old adult woman, but the adult woman was holding the baby. And I know it wasn't the adult woman's baby. It was the, the girl's baby. But they having a conversation about school and classes. So I'm assuming she was in high school. And I was like, damn. I'm like, she just decapitated herself. Odds are she's not going to start focusing on her career now. She's got a child to raise. So when you have these kids out of wedlock, what's going to happen is there's going to be child support. There's going to be needs. Guys, children are expensive. Children are very expensive. And let's just say you're involved. You're out of wedlock or it's a, something like that. And you're involved with the kid. Odds are, you know, if, it, if you're a man, the woman's going to say you're not involved enough. And then when you're trying to involve yourself enough, you're also trying to play video games, but you're also trying to work. You don't have the income to bring in to significantly help. And so then you have a problem because the income disparity is, is there. And then she's going to say you're not helping financially. And then she's going to say how complicated it is to raise a baby, which they are. They're very expensive for, for uh, the needs that they have. And if you're too young to have the money to support this, it's going to be trouble problematic for you. And you might have to leave your family. You might have to run away from the family, right? Because she's not happy. The mom's not happy. The baby's struggling. The, 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 the parents of the person you knocked up doesn't like you no more. Little puppet got to go. Then you're going to be like, I'll just go over here. Now you done left the kid, left the family. Now they're calling you a deadbeat. It's don't let them put you on child support. They put you on child support. It's a rapsky for you building your wealth because we're telling you to save $250 a month as a 25-year-old so you can benefit from compound interest by the time you're 65. Let's show you that chart. Okay? And this, of course, is an optimistic chart, uh, but uh, let me make sure I share the, share the right screen here. It says right here, um, if you invest $250 a month starting at different ages, it, uh, it assumes an 8% annual uh, rate of return average wise, but 8%, let's just say 6%. If you start at 25, that uh, $250 a month could mean close to, you know, over a quarter, three quarters of a million dollars. But if you start at 35, it's significantly smaller by half a million. If you start at 45, it's significantly smaller by the time you get to 65 because you're not benefiting from the compound interest, right? So if you have a child out of wedlock, if you have a child out of wedlock, you're not saving $250 a month. There's no way if you're on child support. Child support won't even let you save $250 a month. 
unless you're hustling. They ain't going to let you say, oh, you socking away money? Mm. Hell no. How many people been on child support? And whatever your child support order was, you barely made it. Most people don't even make the obligation. You can't even afford it. You're like, I can't even afford to pay the child support. Then you go to jail. Okay. So with that being said, if you get into this position as a man and you knock a woman up and you have a child out of wedlock, you are shooting yourself in the foot and you're shooting that children's future uh, self in the foot generally, probably at the clip of 80% chance. There's men that do this, right? There's men that do this. They get off child support somewhere around the age of 49, 50, maybe 55. And then they start saving money. <laughs> and then they start buying motorcycles. They start thinking about investing. Because you've been on the child support system or you've been in this raising a single uh, child, you ain't going away. There's no way you can benefit from compound interest. So try. Somebody says, I was paying $13.50 a month, coach, plus lawyer's fees and rent. Good Lord. Yeah, it could be way worse than $400 a month. Uh, let me, I think I pulled up the average child support payment. Maybe that was another show. Let me see here. I was trying to give you guys some info. Oh, here it is right here. I did bring it up. All right, this is why we have the best edutainment show here on YouTube. We don't just come here and talk. We show and improve. Monthly child support payments average $430 a month. Think of what your income is right now. Think of getting some peace leave and knocking a woman up. Can you afford $430 a month? Most, most men cannot afford that. Now, there's way bigger child support payments. People are paying $2,000, $1,300 a month, $1,500 a month. Say you were making $8,000 a month, then they tax it. I mean, before they tax it, you got to take out the child support at $1,500 a month. So now you at six, uh, $6,500. $6,500. And then they tax it. Now you're down to $4,000. Can you live? Or can you save? Or can you live like you should be living? Think about that. You're bringing home eight. You could be living off of $6,500 a month, but now you're living off $4,000. Uh, there's some other statistics related to child support. Then we'll go on to the next one. Child support payments average uh, $5,100 annually. That's chump change in the grand scheme of things. Many people split up their whole damn family over that $5,000 a year. Right? That's, that's pitiful. But again, that's ham and egg or thinking. You will break your whole legacy. You will bust your whole legacy, your whole family financial future over $5,000 a year. That's reprehensible. But again, people are saying, well, how come the community can't get ahead of things? How come we still live in a trailer park? Well, every year, a considerable amount of you guys knock up women, and then women take you to court, and then you guys bust up your whole family's future over $5,000 a year. Mm. Think of how, guys, a child cannot live off of $5,000 a year. <laughs> but a straggle-daggle will try to live off of $5,000 a year, meaning that five out of that $5,000, probably only a thousand of it goes directly to the kid and it doesn't go to the kid's future. And I'm not lying. It goes to her rent. It goes to her nails, her hair weave, her, her coach bag, her girl's trip, her drinks out on Tuesday and Thursday and Saturday and Sunday. And then the rest goes to the kid. If that. 
and she's struggling and she's still saying she can't survive. I can't survive off of $430 a month. Tyrese, Tyreseus needs more than for the 430. This is actually despicable. Again, you shoot yourself in the own foot. Here it is right here. 85% of child support providers were male. 15% were female. Oddly enough, the females had a lower uh, provider rate. So out of the 15% of women that owed child support to a man, the rates were lower. It was only $3,500 a year as opposed to $5,400 a year for male providers. So there are some women I had to pay child support to. Highly likely it was lower. Highly likely you never were going to go to jail. Highly likely your license was never suspended. But as a man, they're going to put the prices higher. About three out of every four child support provider has some type of agreement or court order. That's sad. You know what that happens is, what they're saying is, they got drugged to court. They got drugged to court. It's it's not under the table. Your ass, she signed, she sold your kids out to the government. You wonder why you can't break the cycles. This is why. Dependency on the government. One foot in the government, one foot in the grave. Uh, six, seven, ten, six and ten child support providers pay support for one child. Three and ten pay support for two children. And the remaining one in ten support three or more children. About 20, I'm sorry, about 2.1 million providers support people other than their children younger than 21. With 32% of those providing support for their parents. Oh, gosh, that's the other cycle. Okay. So I'm going to tell you guys to give you an indicator of how you break a generation, how you make break three generations. So you have the, let's just take the boomers, Gen X, and millennials. So you have the boomers provided nothing, safe for nothing. They leveraged everything. They lived in debt. They passed on nothing. Okay, as they age, they're going to need support. Who are they going to need support from? The Generation Xers, right? But the Generation Xers created the millennials and some of Gen Z. And the Generation Xers highly broke up their families. They have very little to pass on. We can prove that. And many of them divorced and broke up their families. So now, once you get done paying child support, guess who comes to your door? Yo, mama. Your mama comes to your door. So you finish paying off child support. You're 50 years old. You're like, finally, nobody can get access to my money. And here come your mama. Uh, Pookie, little Pooh Bear, I need a place to live. Here come your boomer ass parents wanting to move in by the time you're 55. Now you have five years of freedom. This is the vicious, cyclical, uh, a venomous cycle that goes on, not just in the community, but in America in general. And we pass this off. Well, we should support each other. Hell no. Not I. No dead weight around here. I don't care who you are. <laughs> but this is what we do. Because people don't plan and people don't have this blue chip mindset. They end up going back. And now you got to take care of your mammy. Now your mammy got to move in after your kids moved out and off child support. Then who else is knocking at your door? Your ex-wife? Well, I know I don't, uh, I know you don't owe me no more child support, but I'm down on my luck too. Man, kick these people to the curb. No dead weight over here. Let me get to number two. Uh, ways to fumble your bag. <laughs> ways to fumble your bag. Fumble your bag is not living a healthy lifestyle. So um, I know Taco Bell is cheap. I know them chicken sandwiches at Jack in the Box is cheap, but that's going to eventually add up. All right, let me show you this right here. 
Um, if you don't take care of your health now when you're young, smoking weed out. I know people with the weed think, well, weed is not as harmful. It's a harmless, it's a harmless plant. I don't think at young age you should be doing that. It's just going to mess you up, right? And it's messing up your finances. It's not free. It's not like you go pick the plant out by yourself. Somebody told me in Nevada, they was like, oh, even though it's legal in Nevada, I still got to go get the Cali weed. So they they still got a drug pusher. <laughs> I'm like, you can get it for the dispensary. Oh, it sucks. No, it it don't suck. You suck. Like you so weeded out, it don't even affect you no more. You're like, I can't, I can't smoke that dirt weed. I gotta go to get that Cali's ooey, ooey, gooey, sticky, icky, icky. I gotta go get that chronic. You so you such a weed head, you can't even smoke the Nevada desert plant no more just for recreation. I gotta get that ooey. Like, what's wrong with people, man? And where is that gonna lead you down the line? That's not gonna lead you. Your lungs are gonna be all jacked up. No, it ain't, coach. It don't harm. All right. Five blunts a day. <laughs> Five blunts a day. Not only that, you got a history of high cholesterol and diabetes. You got a history of people not running in your family. Not a history of diabetes running in your family. And you got an STI. <laughs> All right. I always find it. I never be finding like rich people smoking weed. You know what I mean? Like I rolled up to a party and all the rich people was in a mansion smoking weed. It was always somebody in a house was all disheveled. I was like, you going to clean this up or nothing? They had the TV all on the dresser. Clothing falling out of their dresser drawers. The girl hair was all nappy. She had that little Tata Alicia ponytail. It was all nappy at the top. They never be rich. You know what I mean? They never be rich. You smoke weed? I'd be like, nah. I do. They always broke. They always live where there's bars on the windows and Captain Crunch crumbs all on the floor. They never be like, all right, you know what? We're going to drive out. No, not saying that they don't. These people do. But they smoke out by themselves. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, they do real drugs, you know what I mean? <laughs> and go to and they go to um they go to uh what do you call them when they try to recover? They go to the recovery program on the sneak. Oh, I'm gonna take a two-week vacation. They gotta go to the detox camp. What do they call it? I can't even think about what they call it. Um, anyway, rehab, yes. Rehab. I try to stay away from vices. You know what I mean? You see me with the cigar. I don't smoke cigars that often. Um, you see me with alcohol? Not that often. I always want to be in control. I'm a control freak. I tell you, man, I am I am Mussolini. I am I'm Thanos. I'm all of that. I will watch you go under, and then I can control you. <laughs> I just, I'm a control freak. This is why women... Him controlling. I'm very controlling. And I'm manipulative. <laughs> I see your weakness. Remember, I told you this is a competition. This is a competition. Life to me is a competition. I'm competing. And I'm lucky I'm in America that I could do this. I cannot wait <laughs> for you to mess up 
so I can take your place. Mm. I'm watching you like, I can't wait till you fumble your bag. I can't wait till you fumble your bag. I'm in competition with people. People be like, hey, let's hang out together and ruin our lives together. I'd be like, no. <laughs> I ain't going to do that. When, when I was in high school, everybody used to go. I was the designated driver in high school. I was the designated driver. I, with my homeboys, when we all went out, we would go to parties, high school and the college. I was the designated driver. And I will leave their ass, too. I'm like, I'm ready to leave. Because <laughs> they start acting up after a certain time, and then people start bringing out knives. When they be drinking 40 ounces, I was just to the side like this. I was like, y'all go ahead and wreck y'all. Sure, sure enough, two or three years later, oh, man, I got an alcohol problem. I this and that. They like start fumbling, and I'm watching them going, yep, you dumbass. How many people, this is healthy lifestyle, how many people can honestly say, except for Snoop Doggy Dog, that drugs and alcohol highly benefited their lives? I came out significantly better because I smoked drugs and did drugs and drank all the time. How many people, like, th th that, that percentage is so low? <laughs> that percentage is super duper low. Even those guys that actually benefit end up, their lives end up falling apart later on. Like behind the story, what is it? True story behind the, behind the, behind the story, true Hollywood story. They end up later on like, oh, damn, you know, I just did it as recreation. And then it got a hold of me. The only people rappers can do that. But even then you start listening to them talking. You like, okay, you, Wiz Khalifa, you be smoking too much, Sean. You need to back up. It most of the time ruins them. Most of the time ruins them. And if you wait long enough, it will continue to ruin them. Then you'll be like, okay, you're doing a little bit too many drugs. You need to slow down. Elvis Presley, Michael Jackson, Prince. How many? Whitney Houston? Y'all naming the good people. What about, what about the legends that died? Elvis? What about them? They fumbled the bag big time because they couldn't get off the drugs. And they couldn't get off the drink. Um, anyway, where are we at here? You guys know my philosophy. I'm, I'm pretty much, I'm in competition with people and I will watch you fumble your bag, but here it is right here. How much, how much money your poor health is costing you each year? So you eating potato chips, eating candy. How much does candy eaters, you know, I'm a big sweet tooth person, meaning I eat a lot of candy. You know how much I've paid in dental fees? <laughs> you know what I mean? You know how much money I've given back to the dentist? Insane. I could easily control that. That's my vice. Candy. I don't drink a lot of alcohol. I don't smoke a lot of stuff. But candy? I'll be up in the damn whole candy aisle. So in this situation here, living a non-healthy lifestyle adds up over time. But a lot of young people don't realize you're going to be old in no time flat. It says right here, but according to a new study reported by Men's Health, okay, well, I'm going to say right here, although it, I'll read the whole thing. Although it's not always the case, on a whole, organic foods are more expensive than these conventional counterparts. Uh, their conventional counterparts, 
Uh, these whole things about cheap food, don't you realize cheap processed foods are not good for you? I'll venture to say I'm not going to call them poison. If you will, just to prevent from being sued by any commercial Procter and Gamble or so, so forth and so on. But I would say they're probably not good for you the way they're. Yeah, that's what I'll say. And I'll say allegedly. This price disparity might lead one to believe that opting out of the Flaming Cheetos and the recliner diet workout plan may end up hurting your wallet in the long run. But according to a new study reported by Men's Health, picking the healthy path might really help you in the long run to the tune of 150000 bucks. Throw in this easily $40,000 saving hack and alongside your healthy habits and you'll be golden. The study found that on average, a participant's health had a positive link to their overall financial status. Your health is your wealth. For example, participants who spent 16 to 20 years in the first one to two range saw an annual loss of $4,000 annually, while participants who spent one to five years in the same range saw an average annual loss of $1,000 annually. Then they had a poor scale versus a healthy scale. Now back to the $150,000 number. When the study was seen through the uh, seen through until the age of 65, the disparity in money loss between healthy participants and unhealthy participants were stark. The average unhealthy participant had a net loss of $150,000. Now, you might say that ain't bad, but when you're 65 years old and your income is pretty much capped and it's fixed, $150,000 $150, is significant money, especially when you could have invested it either in your health or in a market account or in a business or into yourself. And that $150,000 could be more like a million dollars. Think of the price of prescription drugs, which you guys love so much. New, 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 new world order. <laughs> you guys love so much prescription drugs. Um, in this situation, you're thinking of prescription drugs that you guys consume because of your unhealthy lifestyle. They got all of the neck bones and the catfish and the fried foods and all of these things. These things add up. And I know you don't never think you're going to get old, but you will. All right, last point. Last point. <laughs> Where are we at? Oh, last thing that you're going to do to fumble the bag is, is uh, chasing women. Chasing women. We always show you, and you have the quote, you'll never lose money. Chasing, you'll never lose women. Wait a minute. You'll lose women chasing money, but never. <laughs> what the fuck it is? You'll always lose women chasing money, whatever the fuck it is. Or we think of that chart that I showed you about the man. Um, women play a massive part in our lives. But what we underestimate is number one, peace of mind. Number one, peace of mind. Women do not bring you peace of mind. Matter of fact, I want to challenge you of this. Ask if a woman you're dating asks you what is important in your relationship. What do you want most in a relationship? I want you to tell her this thing right here and watch her flip out. You tell her you want peace, quiet, and freedom. She will look at you like Roger Rabbit and start spinning 
in the air. I want peace. I want quiet. I want freedom. I want peace of mind. She will look at you like this. She'll say, what does that mean? What you mean you want peace, quiet, and freedom? What is that supposed to mean? She don't know what to do. She will be offended because she knows she can't provide that. What do you mean freedom? You're in a relationship. You get no freedom. What do you mean peace? No, I'm going to be chewing your ear off. I'm going to be telling you I'm not happy. I'm going to be telling you what I need. I'm going to be telling you to get back on that plantation. I'm going to be telling you to go make some more money. I'm going to be telling you we need to go on a vacation. I'm going to be telling you my kids need shoes and socks. I'm going to be telling you, oh, no, uh, peace. Oh, no, you get none of that. Quiet? Oh, no, hell no. Quiet? <laughs> she knows she can't do that. She'll be offended. What, what kind of man are you? What? No, hell no. I've done that many times, and they get the shuffling. They're like, what? Peace and quiet and freedom? Oh, no. <laughs> Which means to tell you they're agents of chaos. They have no intentions of giving you either one of those things. No peace of mind for you. Have you ever been married and you came home and took a nap after work to decompress? Honey, I'm home. Give me about 30 minutes. I need to go in and take a nap. And when I wake up, give me a couple pieces of peace leave and what's for dinner? She will bring out kitchen knives on you. The modern woman is like, I'm sorry, what? I've been here all day with these kids. You go try to take a nap. I'm going to go to my office and decompress. Give me about 30 minutes. Kitchen cabinets slamming, doors slamming. She'll put the kids in the room with Tonka trucks, throwing them at your face. She'll initiate a code red. She'll bring up the neighbors and she'll have a damn wine and Tupperware party. On your head. She ain't letting you take no damn nap. What? Take it? Oh, hell no. <laughs> there ain't happening. Ain't happening. She gonna be. So this is if you have a traditional home, right? Where she stays home with the kids. Oh, she ain't letting that go down. What the? I'm sorry. What? No, no, no. Peace and quiet. No, you take a nap. You decompress. The gone are the days. All right, honey, here's your slippers and newspaper. Go ahead and decompress so we can get the best version of yourself. No. No, 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 no. And how dare you ask for us for dinner? I'm going to girls' nights out. You make your own damn dinner. And you do your own laundry and you fold it. You come home to your bed to go take a nap and there's piles of laundry on your bed. You're like, what did you do all day? <laughs> yep, on the phone talking loud. Yeah, she ain't letting you get that. So with, with that being said, what people underestimate is the cost of women is significantly high. That is just the spiritual cost. That is just the cost of what you have to do on a daily basis because there's no points that carry over. But you're chasing women thinking that's going to give you peace of mind and it's not. So when I say you all pay, you're going to pay. The true cost of what it costs to be a woman. Guys, if you have daughters, you know women are not cheap. Not even little daughters. Not even toddler daughters. Not even daughters that are in elementary school into junior high school not even taller they're gonna pick the sport dance and cheerleading you know what it costs to have a cheerleading daughter six thousand dollars a season you gotta cut that check 
They want to be the bell of the ball. They want the dress for homecoming and the shoes and the hairdos and the and the little tiny clothes that they buy, that they buy off at the Urban Outfitter. And you look at that like, that is an adult. What, that's for teenagers. You better go get a job. Then they get a job and they start fornicating with their manager. It's a damn disgrace. Yeah, gymnastics. They all want the leotard and the gymnastics coaching and all of that shit. Yo, it adds up fast. With that being said, the cost to be a woman is significantly high. Significantly high. This is why women don't want to pay for dates because they're like, I got to get the hair. I got to get the makeup, the nails. And you're like, well, you don't have to get all that. Yes, they do. They do. I mean, because the minute you see them without that, you're going to criticize them. So. And they can't come out like their ugly, normal self. They got to actually put on their mask. So, yes, they need all that. And these things aren't cheap. Just to get a hairdo is not cheap. They'll sit in the chair for 8, 50, 11 hours putting extra layers of hair in their head, tying them up in the knots on their scalp. This is what they do. They're, they're creatures. They're odd creatures. So it costs to have a woman. I don't want to hear about I don't pay. We all pay in some form or fashion. If you're in a relationship with one, you're going to pay extensively. So the cost, the opportunity cost, the cost lost from no peace of mind, the cost for no freedom, where you think you're going? I'm going to just run to the stove. Well, can you pick up X, Y, and Z? Or I want to go to the store. Or how come you always go to the store by yourself and pick up what you need and you never ask me what I need? You're selfish. This is all debilitating cost that's going to aid you and send your ass into therapy. What about having kids? What about pregnancy scares themselves? You got to go get that little stick that she pees on. Oh, I'm late. You got to have a heart attack. Oh, you're late. Holy shit. Plan B drugs, condoms. Do swear up and down they don't pay for women. We pay for women and not even get any usage out of them. As taxpayers, we pay for women. At this whole little student loan debacle is playing for women. We pay for women for welfare. We pay for women to be on the child support system. We have a whole family court billing dedicated to women. Oh, we pay. So with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, chasing women is a uh, thing that is going to cost you to fumble, fumble the bag. Let's just say you're successful with a woman. That cost you. That came at a great cost. I know you always don't want to add it up because you think you're a player. I'm so player. Just entertaining a woman going to cost you. Just to smoke some weed out with a woman's going to cost you. <laughs> Come on, guys. Because okay? she's going to smoke your weed. You, you know what I mean? She didn't bring none to you. Just a friendship with a woman. You're friends. I'm friends. Men and women can be friends. Let's go out to lunch. Who overwhelmingly going to pay for that lunch? You. Oh, I'll... don't matter, sweetie. I'll get my wallet. We're just friends, but I can't let you pay. So uh, let me get out there. Your dumb ass go pay. And she's sitting there. Thank you, Tyrone. <laughs> it all adds up. And then when you add up the cost of this, at some particular point, you will realize you lost significantly and you didn't get peace. There's men out here homeless still chasing women. That tells you what it is. They're still out here bragging about the fact that they can get women or perform well in bed. Tells you what it is. These people have never got any true peace. So let's go back to the five things and review them and get to these super chats right here. All right, the five things that will cost you to fumble the bag. 
and not saying that you can't chase women, right? I'm not saying you can't interact with women, but I'm telling you, be prepared to pay some way. I don't want to hear this free stuff. To me, it's ignorant talk. It's ignorant talk. You pay for low quality women like you don't have high quality women. All right. Uh, number number five, buying luxury items. While on a budget or broke dating on a budget, I don't advise you to do that. You're going to collapse. You're going to be, you know, you're going to give them your debit card and you're going to hope to God that the funds are in the account. Uh, not thinking wisely about college and student loan debt. Many women felt like this one big time, bigly. If you have kids or you have nieces and nephews and they're going to say, I'm going to college, what are you going to study? And they don't know. Please put them on game. Like, look, man, here's what's going to happen. You're going to ruin yourself. You're going to waste $40,000 trying to figure this out. Don't do it. Um, here we go right here. Having children out of wedlock. You're going to fumble your back for decades. You're never going to get over for decades unless you have a side hustle, money under the table. You're going to you're going to uh, hamper yourself for decades having a child out of wedlock. Tell your kids the dumbest thing you can do as a male or a female, but specifically as a female, is have a child out of wedlock. Now, there's dumber things, but you want to put into her mind, you're going to ruin yourself for decades. And as a man, you're going to ruin yourself for decades having children out of wedlock. Do not do it. All right. Uh, it's a cycle that this certain people have to break. Uh, number two, not living a healthy lifestyle, not working out is going to make you lose your back for decades. How about eating hot Cheetos and pickles and drinking Red Bull or energy drinks? I won't say Red Bull. Energy drinks and the pickle from the damn grocery store. They looking like turds in that little jar. Candy potato chips, processed food, cheap food, Taco Bell, or Taco Havens. These cheap foods are going to wreak havoc on you in your later life. Even in your 40s, you're going to start to get heartburn. I remember when old people used to complain about heartburn. And I'd be like, what are you talking about? What's heartburn? And now I know. Dude, it don't take me very much to get heartburn. I'd be like, mm. gas, like, ooh. Damn, you get gas just eating regular shit. I'll be up there, tum, 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 tums. It catches up fast. So cheap food is not always good food. More than likely, it's not food that you need at all. So not exercising, smoking, whatever, cigarettes, cigars, weed. Don't get offended. It's It ain't good for you. Okay, so it's going to add up and cost you in the end. All right, last one is uh, chasing women. It is a fruitless activity. Every now and then you'll get a, you'll get, it's kind of like going to a casino. Every now and then you'll get that hit and you'll be like, finally, I got my success. I finally fornicated with a woman on the first date. Oh, wow. It was all worth it. I failed a whole bunch of times and I got flaked on and I got my time wasted and I wasted. And I wasted money and I did this, but I finally got the hit. So I'm going to keep it up. And then she flakes and you flake. And then now you got to repeat the process and you're going to waste time. How many times? One thing, and I'm going to finish on this one. If you're on dating apps, which I advise you, if you're broke, do not go on dating apps or broke in male or female. 
How many times have you been on dating apps? And the messaging, these are people who get matches. The messaging itself takes, I mean, the time that you waste messaging women back and forth, oh my God. Repeating the same conversations, probably with women that you're going to get personal clarity with afterwards and want to skedaddle with, but somehow you got to prove yourself. Just the messaging back and forth. The amount of time that you go back and forth with these straggle daggles and these mouth breathers and oxygen thieves. And they're saying shit and you're like, oh, she delusional. Okay, I'll tell her this. Then you got to set up the meeting, set up the time to meet, meet them. Ah, I need more than a coffee date. All of this bullshit. And you're like, just shut your trap and lie on your back. You know what I mean? You're just like, <laughs> you add up the hours you wasted with these conversations, spinning your will. And these dudes will tell me I get it for free. I swear to God, I want to slap you guys like Larry Curley and Mo and poke you in the eye, snake eye style, and backhand pimp slap you players. You were wasting a lot of time and money. There's no doubt about it. But no, I got this fat mastodon for free. No, you didn't. <laughs> you did not get her for free. You paid dearly, sir. <laughs> Pandering and placating to her and acting like she has something important to say. Sitting across from her at least once on at Chipotle, watching her stuff her face like, oh, God, all right, I want to stuff something else in her face. All right, you finally get a chance to stuff her. Then you realize you wasted infinite amount of time to try to get that one stuffing egg McMuffin. But then after that, you get her for free after that. But you wasted a hell of a lot of time up front. And then don't impregnate her. Don't get an STI. Don't get her stalking you. Don't get her. Anyway, free. Free. Yeah. All right, here we go. All the contributors. All the contributors here on now. By the way, join the money mindset. Join the money mindset. Yes, last week we did social media, being a social media, promoting your business. This isn't just being a personality. Uh, we did social media, so um, we do business. This is at the Patreon level, patreon.com backslash Coach Greg Adams. And so we extend the blue chip mindset to the money mindset group. We got great brothers over there. I got to know the replay from last week. So if you get that, you get all of the money. We did it for a year, every week for a year. So you're getting money mindsets when you join. You're getting money mindsets for the previous year and the ones going forward live. All right, $50 level at the patreon.com. All right, Jose, Jose V, my brother once got to negative uh, 830 just from fees because your rent check is going to bounce. <laughs> oh, remember the days you have to write a check? Oh, shit, you was praying and praying for that check to clear. And hoping your shit cleared before all of the stuff cleared. Jack Vendetta, my boss, when I'm at work, says, uh, is it a female boss? Your boss, when you're at work, says, uh, look at my African-American over here. Look at him. Are you the greatest? You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. You're one of few, I'm sure. Shout out to uh, Tony. Tony in the building. Tony Dade says, vets, 
that are uh, that are 100% get student loan forgiveness, no limit. So that was the person that others said um, he got um, $400,000 in student. I can't remember what he said. So vets that are at 100% get student loans forgiven. Wow. Is that if you go to college afterwards? Like, wow. Shout out to Pendar says, look up rule of 72 in finance, 72 divided by APR. I think we talked about that once, either on Money Mindset or here, the rule of 72. Go check it out. We don't have time to cover it today, but yeah, that's another rule and principle, right? J.H. Sebast, he says, do you think moderation is the key to all vices? Yes. You know, because know, women, drugs, uh, alcohol, I don't have a thing that says don't do it at all. I just say if you need it on a daily basis, it's probably something that you can't control. Remember, I'm a control freak. I am controlling, ladies, yes, but I'm not insecure, but I'm controlling. I'm in charge of this life. Okay. And I got more like in like in juice. Like when people say I control my own destiny, it's like, no, nah, I, I got more control over your destiny than you do. And many times more people have control of you than you actually have control of yourself. I try not to let that happen. Like, I'm not the one to be like. I'm not the one to be like, hey, um, I'll go. I'll go. You pick me up. I'll ride in the backseat of your car with three people in the back. We'll go to the concert. <laughs> I'm like, no, I'll drive myself. I'll meet y'all there. That's how I do it. I, I can't deal with the whole, I can't put people in control of my life because then they get stupid, they get drunk. Then I got to wait for them to leave. No, I'll drive myself. <laughs> I'll meet y'all fucking people there. I, I don't know, man. I'm a little bit of a control freak. But I got to protect all my personal interests. I got to protect personal me. And I know people aren't going to protect me. They have no invested interest in protecting me. And what if they don't, what if they fumble the bag and not protect me? Then what are they going to do? Put a mural up on a wall close to the projects where I live? Lyle Pocket says, Coachy, last year, Gruesome Gavin Newsom started taking money from everyone's salary for a separate retirement fund for Californians. I stayed in, but others opted out. Can this be trusted? I have a statement saying I have $600 in this account. Uh, I do have a separate IRA, Roth IRA, Roth IRA, by the way. I don't know about this particular policy, so I can't really speak on it. But you have $600 in the account after a year. Okay, that's better than zero. But uh, we do have to start investing in your Roth or your traditional IRAs. Everybody should have one. You shouldn't just have a 401k and no IRAs and you have limits and how much you can invest in a particular year. I believe the cap is somewhere around 4,500 or 3,900 per year. But if you compound that after uh, starting at age 25 and you go all the way until age 65, that could yield you close to a million dollars with these particular investments. What is the cap on a traditional IRA versus a Roth? It's something that I don't keep in memory. But it's somewhere around 4500 a year. And I would tell everybody to cap out on these investments. These investments are very relatively, it's 6000 now. Keeps going up. Thank you. $6,000. So $6,000 per year. Again, child support is $5,000 on an average per year. 
So if you're on child support, you're not putting money in your IRA. It is very much a wealth transfer scheme. It is definitely going to debilitate debilitate your wealth. So if it's at $6,000, right, that's $6,000 that you could put in every year, but you're putting it towards child support, it's a loss. Right? These are the things that we try to warn you about. That's 6K that you could put in, and you do that from the age of, if you want to, age 18. But um, most people aren't going to do that because you're violating room number five is buying stupid stuff, super luxuries when you can't afford it. You put that in there, and over time, that's going to pay you back. Tax-free compound interest. Tax-free compound interest. It's absolutely insane what it can do. Shout out to Robert Young there. Insanity. But again, you guys claim you can't find this information, and it's free on the internet. And you complain, well, it's institutional this and that. No, 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 no. It's just that you are in a, a cycle that won't accept this stuff. Instead, you buy designer clothes and you live in poverty. Like, or you're middle class and you're buying designer clothes. You can't tell me you don't have $6,000 in designer clothes. Joseph Norris says, grab a coffee on me. Am I, he says also, am, am I seeing that Bill's Home opener on the 19th of September? Am I seeing the Bills home opener on the 19th? Or I am. Terrible. I read ahead too much. He says, also, the Bills mafia is in the house. I am seeing the Bills home opener on the 19th of September, and I'm super excited for it and the whole season. The Bills are a good first. Man of God. Hey, uh, the Bills first round exit. <laughs> Bills. Now Buffalo is mad at me. What's next? Rochester? Syracuse, Bill Buffalo Bills first round exit. <laughs> bye bye, Josh Allen. See you later. Sayonara here. <laughs> yeah, my man said broke people impressing broke people. That's normally what happens. Look at me and what I got. All right, I'll give my Super Bowl prediction here in a minute. We're almost done. Thanks for hanging in here. RDS over in um, Brazil. What did you got to say? Coach, you can help me with this. I've been working as a data scientist for over three years. Should I make a YouTube channel for some uh, technical knowledge to make some cash, even though there are so many channels already? I try to find a creative way. But I think if you have information, you should be somewhere giving out this information. We are in the information age but we're not in the application age. So people want information and you should be willing to give the information. They don't apply the information and then that opens up an opportunity for you to focus on the people who wanting who wants to apply the information. Like just what I did to you. You donate it and I'm giving you back the information based on what you invested and some people can listen to it. 90% of people ain't going to do shit with the information. They're going to sit there and twiddle their thumbs and let the monkey on their back Get, guide their lives and let their mama talk them out of stuff and let their homie talk them out of stuff. When I'm telling you, you better get on your path. Oh man, I'll do it next week. Okay. But if whatever information you have, we're in the information age. So if you're an expert in anything, I don't care what it is. You could be an expert in thumb wrestling. You could, you should be out here giving out the information. Put the information out there. Okay. So, um, you know, women could be doing this very well, but the problem is the capacity the, is too much. It's too, it's too much hard work. 
It's hard work. Guys, people want to know stuff. And they're using a search engine called YouTube to find out information. This platform is full of info. And whatever info you have, put it out there. And be strategic on how you put it out there. Entertain it. I don't care what you want to do with it, but put it out there. More women would be content creators because they know a whole bunch of stuff and they can talk. But the problem is the process of putting the information out there is very difficult, especially YouTube. You see mostly YouTubers are men because of how it takes what it takes to produce content. Women be like, I ain't doing all that. Or they have somebody do it for them. And even then they'll be like, I'll just do it once or twice a week. <laughs> and then they get a bigger following than men that are be on here every day. Like that homeless girl. Somebody's helping her upload and all that shit. And so, uh, yeah, but, but, but typically they do anything related to their phone. If they can do it on their phone, they'll be able to do it very well, but they're not going to sit down, down and edit. So only fans is geared towards them because all they got to do is take pictures and upload it. Instagram's geared towards them. TikTok's geared towards them. YouTube is geared towards men primarily because it takes a lot more work to produce the content. So if you can do it and never second guess yourself, if two people watch it, two people got the information. Never look at it and say, well, I'm not getting views. Those two people could be like, thank God you said this. <laughs> All right. Thank God you put this information out here. SAU, the, con 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 the contractor. Good morning, coach. I've been catching the replays because I had a lot of work to do, but uh, uh, we are still holding the line south of the border. The diets don't work the same. Indeed, indeed. Indeed, indeed. Shout out to you. Okay, thank you for that. When we cleared that path over there, we are on Venmo. Let me check to make sure we cleared that path over there on Venmo. Yes, we did. And thank you for everybody who donated and sponsored today's show. We will be early this evening because I'm doing some more video. Brian Horsley's over there. Over on the cash app. Thank you, Brian. Again, usual suspects in the building. And then um, somebody requested some money. Biggest subscriber, help a brother out. <laughs> All right, somebody's over here requesting money. Hold up for a second. <laughs> you see what I put up with. Shout out to the coach gang. I got money. We'll be back early. I got to do a little video stuff with the Archie Bunker. We're doing my truck. So everything we did with my Porsche, we're not going to do with the truck. So we'll see that on Instagram as well. All for the algorithm, of course, not to show out. No flex zone. No flex zone. I can do some shuffling too. Look out, man. What you going to do? Look out, boys. It's coming through. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Um, and here's a secret that many guys don't know, especially in today's day and age, is that women love nice guys. <laughs> we may not understand how much we love and appreciate them until we're a little older um, and we've gotten that sort of asshole phase out of our systems. Uh, I'd say by our late 20s, early, early 30s is uh, the point in our lives when we're just exhausted by the jerks and we have no time in our lives anymore for them. So we really start looking for men who uh, we know will be great long-term partners, AKA nice guys, right? And that's you. Here comes the bankroll. Here comes. The digit would make it all happen right there. 
That's what make it happen. If a man want to know how to meet a nice woman, how you meet her? With this. <laughs> First damn word come out your mouth, I got money. <laughs> but those not respectable women. I don't want no respect. I want some ass. <laughs> damn the respect. I want you to break down like a 12 gauge double barrel shotgun and show me what you're working with. But don't you want commitment? What? Go who? You go don't want to be committed. <laughs> I'm committed to getting her to that bedroom and giving her what she needs.